What's up, everyone? All zero people so far. One person, we fucking going here. This is what happens when you tag. <laughs> when you tag at Tara, you get people. That's how this works. Uh, this is episode 36 of Stick and Ring Podcast. We obviously have a guest we're going to get to in a second here, guys. But first, we have got to dap up our friends down at DraftKings. DraftKings promo code THPN, our presenting sponsor for this episode today. Um, boys and, and Tara, I lit it up on DraftKings this weekend. I'm, uh, yeah, fuck, just a reflex. But I'm just, I'll use all types of words. I might just, it might be descriptive words like fuckers or you something. You lit it like up that. on DraftKings this weekend, though? Yeah, I uh, so I, I threw in a little lineup into uh, the Masters. I threw a few lineups in there, and uh, it was going back and forth this week. Um, so it was a contest. Obviously, it ran all four days, Thursday to Sunday. Um, I used one of my tickets that I had. I've been talking about this ticket that I had for a while. I won in a previous contest, and it was a $300 ticket. And I'm kind of like a little bit of a cheapskate, so I don't really play $300 contests all that often. So threw my lineup in there. Day one, two, three, I'm swimming, guys. I'm in the money, 600 bucks clear. Day four comes around, and John Rom, the guy who I've been talking about for four days now, who's supposed to not be there because he's having a baby or his wife's having a baby and already had it, fucking lights my lineup up, dude. He goes six under for the day and almost takes me out of the money. Me and Josh were talking on the phone the whole time. That guy and then literally 90-pound Will Zalatoris almost ruined my day. I would not be recording this podcast if he sank two more birdies. I would be, I would quit on the spot. But thankfully... DraftKings promo code THPN is literally the reason that I got my, my putter regrip today. Got some $600 US in winnings, which I'm sure Tara can tell us that's like $8,000 Canadian. So I'm like, basically, yeah, the exchange rate. I love going to Canada. Yeah, it's <laughs> nuts, dude. That's a down payment for me right now. So, all the users out there, all the listeners, please, if you have not already, go to DraftKings.com, use promo code THPN at sign up. That gets you an extra additional free entry into a contest when you put your first $5 deposit in there. So check it out. Oh, harder, baby. Oh. Other than that, I'm going to sweat while you guys talk for a little bit. Let's introduce our guest, Tara. What's up, the guys? The glove drop. Probably the toughest person we've had on the podcast. That's the, the little designation I'm going to give you. Probably won the most fights in your life. Uh, oh, honey. Grit. Literally well, the intangible. You you are the intangible. That's what we'll call you. How are you doing today? I'm doing, you know what? I've, I've been better. The Rangers, it's like, they just lost an OT to the Islanders. Great game. They played well. It was a win for the Rangers. Got that one point, but still, like, you can't. These last few games have been their play level has been unbelievable through the roof. They're really, they're buzzing right now. And I'm not mm -hmm. talking about putting teams away, shaming them, scoring eight, nine goals. I'm talking they're playing hard. They're playing legitimate hockey against these teams. And so we had the dub on uh, the last game we played the Islanders and we had, you know, the win, had a day off and come back and play them again. And, and again, it's just like oh, right there. And the Islanders, Steve Valakett can say it. He was a former goalie and now he uh, does the announcing for the Rangers. The New York Rangers have proven they can beat any team. They just there you go. So I'm a little rattled about it, but you know what? One point. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> so far, nothing's going on tomorrow's trade deadline, so it's going to be. Now, yeah. I was going to ask. So, in terms of being a Rangers fan, yeah, like the Islanders are your number one rivalry, right? Like, is it the Devils or is it? No, or Devils is it the Islanders. Nobody even really thinks about. I mean, back when the <laughs> Devils were running it, kind of, but as a Rangers fan and like the Rangers 
the teams that we hate the most mm-hmm. as a community like, that we've all sex. is uh yeah it's always original 16 yeah hate boston mm-hmm. a lot of people even though they're not common enemy people hate philly <laughs> oh. i'm a big proponent of hating philly like <laughs> have, you, have you ever um, been to philadelphia before oh yeah yeah i went to uh it's pretty close it's like three and a half hours away i went to penn yeah. state university so that was six hours away but in pennsylvania philly's pretty close i have a ton of family there but philly man god damn is it a scumbag then, city or no 100 percent. everything you've heard is true everything yeah. you've heard <laughs> it's like, yeah, see, I, I was kind of on the same line as josh i came in here expecting to like really pit the the long island versus the the manhattan kind of crowd i really well, I'm, I'm, out of my ass. I'm on long island right now well fuck is isn't as is long island what islanders fans are yeah, so okay. Islanders are Long Island team, but like, it's just trash. So Billy Joel is a Long Island legend, and there's you know there's there's this thing. Like, <laughs> if you're from the North Shore of Long Island, you're classy. It's like the North Shore, Great Gatsby, like super nice. It's all like the fancy, you know, like stereotypical rich Long Island people, but they're classy. Mm-hmm. And the South Shore is trash. <laughs> we just shit on like Islanders fans. It's all trash. So yeah, you know what I'm gonna just continue yeah. on that. And like I like the Islanders. Like I don't hate them, hate them, hate them. Mm-hmm. But dude, some of their fans, man, holy shit! You're just like you are garbage. Just stop. I do love that logo, yeah. though, fisherman. Like you know I've always I mean? kind of looked at it as like being almost like a. Like the in in football terms, kind of putting it against like the Philadelphia fans versus the New England fans. Like New England's like the gold standard for that, where yeah. Philly's kind of like the rough and tough win with a backup quarterback and riot your old city. Yeah, like that movie, wherever it was, when the guy went in. Rudy? No, not Rudy. It was another one. <laughs> um, I don't know. They had open tryouts, but and it's funny too because like I have enough respect for Philly, whatever. And, you know, we, we sent Hayes or Hayes over there now, and he was playing good this season. He's not doing so hot. Just, yeah, it's an interesting one. So, but, I mean, while we're still kind of talking about jumping on other sports teams, because I actually – I love learning about the rivalries. Um, now, so you're a Rangers fan. Now, yes. do you – does that mean, like, you – so I feel like New Yorkers or at least people within that area have, like – if you're an Islanders fan, that usually means, like, you like the Jets – and you like the Brooklyn Nets, so it's kind of like well, those. Yeah. Th- Nobody really cares about the basketball out here, which is weird. Yeah. It's oh um, really Jets, interesting. Mets, Islanders, Jets, Mets, Islanders, and then it's Yankees, Giants, Rangers. So you're so you're on the kind of the winning side, or like the cool side, I would um, say. I prefer to call it the uh, classier side, the smarter okay. side. <laughs> but, yeah, okay. no, I'm actually I'm not a uh, a Yankees fan. I'm a Giants fan and a Rangers fan. But my dad's whole family, like they're born and raised out in Montauk, full east end of Long Island, born and raised out there. Yeah. Um, but they come by way of Boston, believe it or not. So they're huge. Oh boy. Huge Tara, Tara, peep, peep the banner in the background there. You and I have something in common. Socks. Dude, this guy's such a fake Red Sox fan, man. He just every time they sign big names, he's just all about it, man. He's such Dude, a we got, we got one of the best payrolls in Major League Baseball. So my nuts. Boston That's not fair game. So in baseball, I mean, Mets, it's cool. I like the Mets. I'm, I'm down. I just fucking hate the Yankees. Hate them. Do you, do you ever dare walk into Yankee Stadium and wear Red Sox jersey? Like, I've heard that's a death sentence. Okay, ready? So my dad took, <laughs> my dad took a really game at Yankee Stadium. 
they're playing the socks. He's not going to wear anything Red Sox. My older brother's like a freaking loser. He's just like, oh, I'm a Yankees fan. And my dad's like, what? But I wear Red Sox stuff. So my dad doesn't wear anything. My brother's rocking a Yankee shirt. And I'm wearing my Red Sox stuff. Papelbon was pitching. Loved me some Papelbon. I yeah, closed mm-hmm. it there. I still have it. So I'm wearing it. And somehow I didn't get beat up. But I ended up getting Yankees fans to buy me drinks. That's fucking <laughs> sick. How? That's unreal. Just, you know, just know what to say, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like you're a terror. They, they chirp you once, and you chirp them right back, and then right—that's oh. how you get the drinks right there. Yes, it's all about the chirps. It's, that's yeah. like your go-to. Okay, so before we go any farther, I have to address this. Uh, my mom's in the chat, and so she's asking who is your guest tonight. So, uh, oh, okay. mom, our guest is Tara. She's out in New York. Um, yeah, Long Island. Yeah, we we finally figured it out. Long Island. Um, not a Flyers fan. My mom won't know what that means, but that's okay. I wanted um, to ask yeah. you something. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, well, your mom wanted to ask something? Yeah, what's up? Oh, okay. I don't know if she's going to ask something. Hopefully, if if she does, it's going to be the weirdest like boomer thing to ask. But I'm down if she does. Mom, if you're out there, <laughs> ask some questions. Don't worry. Um, But let's jump into this. I'm looking at the standings right now for the Rangers. Six. And instantly, I'm a Rangers fan because I see if you guys make it, Boston's out. So yeah. maybe and we see... And sorry? It's the Boston and Philly will be out if we make it. What it's coming down to is this trifecta of hell being Flyers, Bruins, Rangers. Yeah. And the East division is, in my opinion, the hardest division, but also the division that's going to have a team, like at least two teams in this division are going to be screwed out of a spot in the playoffs, which is any, if we were doing regular divisions, they would have made yeah, it's so it's so weird you say in the hardest division though, because I like you're. I can't fully disagree with you. I'm looking at it's it and division, but in terms of teams that deserve to go to the playoffs, yeah, and play that's to that extent. Yeah, so that's true. The tough part is, yeah. So obviously Washington Flyers. I don't watch Flyers. Washington Islanders and Pitt. They're all basically going. They've all stamped their tickets for the most part. And then you have these three other teams that are all vying for that fourth spot. Uh-huh being Boston, uh, the Rangers, and the Flyers. And all three of those teams have the ability to. Like, they're all good enough to go. Yeah. I don't know why. I always, especially this season, I've looked at the Penguins and as being a team that shouldn't be in the playoffs, just based on the way their season started. I know they've been on fire as of late, last 15 games or so. We have have the entire state of Philadelphia, or the entire state of Pennsylvania in our back pocket. The New York (laughs) Rangers have put those teams the Pens and the Flyers in our back pocket, own them, disgrace them and their families. But the Pens have the Islanders in their back pocket. The Pens have just just beat them to shreds every single time. I think they've, I think they're four and two. Mm-hmm. So it, it, the Pens are like kind of sneaky good, but the team that's the most sneaky good right now is the freaking Hurricanes. They're not even in our division. Yeah. 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 Hurricanes yeah, they, are looking nice they, right now. And they're they're one of those teams where they you know I feel like three four years ago they started sneaking into playoffs mm-hmm. and they would they would have some good series and it's just slowly it's been the same roster a couple changes here and there but they went from sneaking into the playoffs to just fucking being a juggernaut now and I'm looking at them as the one team I don't want to play. Don't hear about them big on news or anything. You're not hearing huge announcements about them because they don't seem to have. I mean, they have Sebastian Aho and then Justin Williams is here, whatever. But yeah. they don't really have a big name player. They don't have yeah. a nice face. And their play isn't on their incredible ability to score or this wild goaltending. It's on mm-hmm. their brick wall deep. 
Yeah, with Dougie Hamilton leading the way. Dougie Hamilton defense, that whole – it's just a wall, and that's how they're winning. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, – like, I feel like this season, because, like, being up in Canada, the the struggle is real to find some really good rivalries and actual good news on any teams that are in the U.S. Because, like, up here, it's very much, like – it's just every game seems to be like a rivalry game in Canada. Yeah. You know, but, it's like. I appreciate that. That Toronto-Montreal uh, rivalry. I mean, they played each other, what, two two times a year, two, three times a season? Now yeah. they're playing yeah. the hell out of each other. And then the rivalry that you guys got going on with, I mean, obviously there's the Battle of Alberta, but Vancouver and uh, Calgary, I mean, you guys had big name players go from straight from Vancouver over to Calgary. So and then yeah. you're meeting each other, like Markstrom, who else? Um, Tana. Tana. Over there yeah. too. Levo. Yeah. Everyone pretty so much. They basically cleared your house and then you have to play them a thousand times, which is. Yeah. Cool. Which, yeah. which doesn't obviously. Yeah. And like, I feel like being like a part of the Vancouver fan base, like it's actually, I don't know if I would rather say it's nice or not nice to not have a team to actually be like true rivals with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like the Rangers, like, there's always going to be an original six connection. Like, even yeah. if you're playing, like, you know, Chicago, Toronto, Montreal, like, teams that, you know, you there's wouldn't necessarily this, see. Always this original six fight underneath. Yeah, that. and plus, like, there's so many teams kind of in, like, the upper northeast part of the U.S. Like, yeah, all those cities, it's just all condensed. Like, it's just everything. You know, like, even though the Devils are trash, they're still obviously... If they were good, there would be a rivalry or yeah. Buffalo. I mean, somehow was... were going. Oh, Buffalo, oh my god. Yeah, like, Buffalo trash bag, <laughs> trash bag team. But like Taylor, it's we can get into that in a bit because I have so many things to question about that. Yeah, we might become a Sabres podcast for a good 10, 15 minutes here. So yeah, I'll throw myself through a burning table. Yeah. <laughs> just for the, just for the Bills Mafia. That's what we need. Yeah. We need that kind Bills of energy. Mafia needs all they can get right okay. now. What about okay? So um, you, you just we, we mentioned kind of that the trade deadline's coming up tomorrow, um, and it's been a while since I've heard some Jack Eichel rumors. But I remember when the Jack Eichel rumors were swirling, mm-hmm. New York, the Rangers were kind of the, the front runner as as to a team that could probably fit his could fit his salary, could fit the type of player he is, but also give up a package that could get him. Um, like being a Rangers fan, when you heard that, what was, what was the reaction? I don't think. I mean, he's a great player, but right now he is injured. Yeah. He's out. Um, oh, I sounded so Canadian right there, too. He is not playing. <laughs> but I don't know if Jack Eichel would fit in. I think Jack Eichel would play great with a Kachuk. That's okay. I think he would yeah. fit in pretty well on the Bruins. I think he would fit in pretty well on... Hmm, I feel like he would do well on... Even, yeah, maybe not the Canucks. <laughs> so like what... what, what? I really hope we don't get him. So yeah, it, it would obviously be a huge package going the other way. But what what is it about his play style that you don't see? Because I look at a guy like Pan Man, and kind of similar play styles. I, I know kind of the opposite where Pan Man's a shooter. I feel like but... Jack Eichel has, you know, and it's almost like a too many Chiefs, not enough Indians type of thing. I don't know if he would be as much of a team player. Yeah. Okay. Sense. Whereas Panarin is playing. Like we're seeing these guys come up, you know, Panarin plays great with somebody like Buchnevich. Buchnevich has had experience, but we've seen him be inconsistent throughout his previous seasons, whereas now he's playing up to a certain level. So I feel like if you have two guys coming in playing on this hot shot level, it could be a little bit more difficult, which is one of the reasons why I think when Eichel um, first came in with Hall, 
it's one of the reasons why I think Hall isn't doing well and because Hall sucks right now. But <laughs> Jack Eichel's out and we're not seeing, we haven't seen Jack Eichel play great with a, like a side man, like a wingman. Yeah. Does that make sense? Totally. Like, like everyone always talks about this. Dry cycle. But I haven't seen Jack Eichel have his, you know, wingman. That's that. That's true for a lot of the NHL, honestly. Like I, I would say, consider, a, like, a, a constant, a constant thing you hear is it happens with Calgary. It happens with with so many other teams where you say like, okay, you got these star players, but can you surround them with star player, other star players? And can and they not play all, each other? Exactly, because that's not always like to do that costs money or it costs a ton of picks and players to to bring a guy in like that. And, and you turn into Toronto, where you have these star players, but then you're surrounding them with a bunch of fourth liner and taxi squad guys because you got like. 40 million in, in like yeah. three and a half players kind of thing. And it's $3. So, yeah, exactly. I could pay, I could pay you each $3 and it's, that's kind of what you get trapped into. But I would say I like the, that's the thing with the jet, the, the trades I find the Jack Eichel one's very different because you're, you're acquiring a guy who he's probably going to be on your team. Even if things go mediocre to great, he's on your team for the next 10 years. I would say. If, but also what even throws a bigger wrench into it is is he is hurt and how is that going to affect his yeah. progress coming through because he was out all season. Yeah. And, it, and so you're, you're looking at the injury as not so much an immediate thing and it affecting this season, but more like well, what is season next season look like? But, but what's the longevity? <laughs> how is he going to come back from it? Yeah, true. And then how is he going to – it's come coming back from an injury on a team that you're familiar with. It's one thing. Coming back from an injury on a team and trying to adjust also to a new – completely new environment to a completely new organization that's another thing so it's just adding on to the to the whole thing yeah yeah so, i see that yeah it'd be easier to come back from an injury to stay with an organization that you are familiar with and you've worked with and you've been around versus all of a sudden picking up and moving and being like all right i'm coming back from a season ending injury to a team i don't know i don't know any of this i don't know their style of play yeah it's a complete reconfiguration also just don't want jack i go on the rangers <laughs> You've kind of you have your mind made up already. That's yeah, there's no convincing. I don't think he would be yeah. a great fit. I'm sure Even there's tons of people who would disagree with me, but that's just how I feel, man. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be strong in your own corner like that. That's fine. Right. Um, be a rebuild guy. I don't think he would mesh with the, with the kids line with the boys. Yeah. Yes. Hey, him and Taylor are all the same, man. They might just be cursed. They might be cursed to the bad teams, and that's it. You no, know, I was talking to somebody, and they were taught saying how how can I say Taylor Hall is not a good player? How can I say he's he's bad at hockey right now and that he's his just shit? He's gone downhill. And uh, he's MVP. This time, like he has two goals on the season. They're like, well, look at the teams on. And I'm like, look at the team that Connor McDavid and Dreisaitl are on. Look yeah. at the team that the leaders and and it doesn't. Listen, a good hockey player is going to put numbers up regardless of the team that they're on. Their team might not go to the playoffs. They might be out in December. But if you're a great hockey player, if you're one of the best hockey players, even if your team is last place, i.e. Edmonton Oilers for the past few seasons, just trash, you still yeah. have McDavid and Drysdale leading in points, goals, assists, everything. Taylor Hall has yeah. two goals this season. He's not a good hockey player anymore. He sucks. He's in a point. I don't know what's going on. I, I, I love that you could come in with the bold statement and just say it. I like – the thing, the only thing that I like about the Taylor Hall situation right now, it, it it goes with the type of play he's doing, he's having right now with mm -hmm. COVID as well. You're going to be able to buy him low, like it's not going to cost what the Coyotes paid from a year ago or two years ago, where they had, I think it was a year ago, where they, had, I think they paid a first and a second for that. That you're not paying that again. 
even when he was on the devils, even when he was coming towards the end of his thing and he wanted to leave, like I gave him the benefit of the doubt being like, all right, he's not performing to his best because he wants out. He wants to be the hell out of there. Like Pierre-Luc Dubois wasn't playing great, super great when he was with Columbus. He wanted out. And then he gets Arizona and I'm like, yeah, you know, he's in, it's definitely like an interim, an in-between team. He's not going to stay with Coyotes. He's an in-between team. And I expected so much more out of him once he got to Buffalo. But it's just not there. Something isn't clicking. And even looking at a team that's shitty like the Coyotes, Phil Kessel's still putting up numbers. (laughs) Yeah. He's still putting up numbers. Taylor Hall is not putting up numbers. So I don't think he's a good hockey player right now. I think he's shitty. (laughs) Fair assessment. I'm not going to take that away from you. So I I, And I think the reason that I attacked the Jack Eichel trade is because I'm looking at the Rangers and – Definitely a, like a ton of talent all over this place with a ton of youth surrounded in that, mm-hmm. um, which means you got pieces if you want to do something. And like you, so I'm looking at guys, I'm looking at Lafreniere and I'm looking at Kako. Which one, like, I know it's Kako's good. had another year to disappoint you, but Lafreniere hasn't exactly. Actually, first things first. Let me just one, two. <laughs> okay, so I, yeah, I've, I've done fucked up. <laughs> so. Towards the beginning of the season, you know, we're seeing Kako be really slow. He wasn't progressing as quickly as I had expected or I'd hoped to. I know he had COVID similarly to Zibanejad. Zibi sucked. Yeah. For majority of this, um, which just kind of goes to show how people will get COVID and it affects you way differently. You can be fine in a week or you can be dead or you can be in the middle where it's going to have much longer lasting side effects or things you're going to have to work through. So Zibby came yeah. to, comes into this season 15 pounds down. He's not fast. He's gotten his breath back. And then he finally does. But we have right now what they're calling the kids line, the sport, uh, third or fourth line. And it's a 19-year-old, a 20-year-old, and a 21-year-old. We got 19-year-old Lafreniere, 20-year-old Capococco, 21-year-old Philip Edel. These guys, as of lately, have been playing with so much chemistry and they're putting up numbers their numbers have been through the roof their high danger chances on net are sky and they're finally playing with and and they keep calling it they're like this is the kids line there this is our future this is what we've been waiting forever so yeah while i was frustrated a bit with kako taking everything into consideration i think that he lafreniere and edel um as well as Holy shit, our blue line, Adam Fox, what is up? Yeah, dude, he, they, they pulled a fucking space jam. They took Quinn Hughes' skill, and they're like, Adam Fox, here you go. Oh, you can have he's not, not killing it right now? He's doing okay, but he's like mm-hmm. minus 500, so that kind of sucks. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. Adam was yeah. on a uh, – I think he may have had a point tonight. I'm not sure if he got a point, but he was on a 12-game point streak tied with Brian Leach. This kid yeah. is – this kid is he's, unreal. He's dynamite. He's Justin. real good. And it helps that he's best friends forever with – um his lineman on the blue line. And we're still waiting. Who's he, who's he paired up with? He is paired up with. It's not Truba, right? No, Someone no, no. no. Truba, Truba was a great pull from, just going to say, that was a great pull from the Jets. From Winnipeg, right? Yeah. Well, um, anytime you hear someone that's like, I don't want to live in Winnipeg, you're like, yeah, hey, welcome to New York. You could do that if you want. <laughs> yeah, um, that's well, we it's like an easy sell. We that Winnipeg trade. Oh, that was a, we sent up Kevin Hayes. We got, or the Rangers, I say we as if I'm on the team. Uh, and Lemieux we just got rid of Lemieux yeah that was that was an interesting one I thought I don't think he fit in well with the dynamic of the young guys maybe 
I, I kind of he's a game, and that's what kind of if you're if you're saying that he doesn't fit in well, that's kind of tough though because he plays kind of like that playoff style hockey, like you know that yeah exactly. And so if I that doesn't that fit his, what the team is, that's kind of worrisome. It kind of fits with the team, but I think that he was expendable in the sense of it was first to get Kratz off. Yeah. Going? Yeah, mm-hmm. worth it for sure. I do think that he and Drew Doughty are going to be really good friends though. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but I really think he's going to play great with Dowdy. Like they're going to be. Better. I want. Hey, I want to welcome back to the podcast, uh, owner of the dial-up internet, Josh Gertz, and thank you so much for coming back. We What's appreciate your it. name? Yo, ASO. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> it, it was actually you like my. I hate my internet. I actually hate it. I turned off my phone. I connected to reconnected to Wi-Fi. Like all this shit. Like, Did you try like, unplugging it and blowing in the hole? Was that right up there? It's the first thing I did. It's the Rogers first internet? Is that what you guys have up there? Oh my Rogers, Rogers. is a premium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You like, wait till you see Freedom Mobile. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Once you see that. It's um, wild up there in Canada because I've been there you know a bunch of times, but East Coast. Where yeah. where in Canada have you been and what have you seen? Uh Toronto. Uh, Mississauga, like Ontario area, as far up as Lake, uh, Lake Muskoka. Well, Muskoka, yeah, Muskoka's right. The Muskoka detours, pretty decent. Um, mm-hmm. How far have I gone up? Probably like Oshawa, maybe a little higher. Nice. Lake Etobicoke. Oh, there you go. Yeah, in. I feel like, yeah. I feel oh, like you'd be, you'd be a big West Coast spirit like that. I feel like this kind of lifestyle mm-hmm. would this would be a good little spot right. for you. Um, and then I've been to Montreal and. Uh, in Quebec, and then Nova Scotia, Discoose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, uh, I, haven't been out, I haven't been out west. Yeah, don't don't bother with Alberta, Saskatchewan, or Manitoba. Just don't ever go there. No, Just seriously. It's, it's kind of like, I'm trying to think of like what. I do you want to go to Cowtown? I want to go to Stampede, and I want to go to Invermere. That's in Alberta. Why do you want to go to Invermere? I don't know. <laughs> I've been into no okay. I'm gonna tell you right now, Terry. You're not missing anything with not. I feel. Anything. I thought it was dope. I don't know. I thought that you guys. Tara, I'm told. I'm totally gonna profile you here. That sounded exactly like when you watch something on diners, drive-ins, and dives, and you're like, dude, there's something in Invermere. I'm a fuck with that. Yeah. <laughs> like, you get there and you're like, there's only that one restaurant. Yo, I have a fucking timeshare in Flavortown, so. <laughs> Hell awesome. yeah, you do. Very Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I totally want to check out. Uh, BC. I mean, I heard it's. What was I watching? I was watching like some Duncan Keith thing, and he's from out there, I guess, Penticton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, one of my one of my best friends from college. Um, he was from or is from New Westminster. That's where I. Shut up. Yeah, the home of shitty internet. I don't know if he was or not, but are you a cross guy? Uh, no, not even a little bit. No, not even close. I don't yeah, know. He's no. supposedly like the best lax bro, but he came out to Long Island to play college. Shit, dude. Good for We might have to interview the the, the greatest lax bro to come out of New West, and then we could put oh, him against yeah. Josh. Salmon bellies. That was the term. <laughs> salmon bellies. Salmon bellies. I'm gonna look yeah. this up. Oh, West looks dope though, but I think it might be a little too. Uh, I don't know, man. That whole Western. Everybody's like super like sensitive and stuff oh yeah dude <laughs> don't worry when you, get, the world. when you get to the airport we'll meet you with like an urban dictionary of like words you're not allowed to say and it's like 500 pages long so yeah, you'll get used to it like, what's up boys and they'll be like what boys? <laughs> fuck dare you how could you I'll be like what the 
Okay, so I have a I have a question regarding New York just as a city. Yeah, what's up? What's what's the worst airport to fly out of? JFK or LaGuardia? They're about equal. Um, don't fly into Newark. Newark is a pain in the ass because then if you're trying to get into Manhattan, so I've, I've flown in there once. I live on Long Island, born and raised out here. So I live in Suffolk. It's like 35 minutes away, no traffic, but with traffic, it could be like an hour, an hour and a half. But it's very, very close. But I lived in Manhattan for three years. Um, you don't want to fly into JFK and LaGuardia is basically one and the same. Just depends on you don't want to fly into Newark because that's a pain in the ass to get down because that's in Jersey or to get up. I guess it's in Jersey. But other than that, New York is pretty sweet. Yeah. 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 I mean, you're going to have traffic regardless, but I've never seen traffic like I saw traffic in Toronto. Yeah. Toronto traffic. I've never even been to Toronto once. I've lived. The traffic in Toronto is unbelievable. That's what I've heard. Better or worse than you think California? I feel like California is like the pinnacle of traffic, isn't it? I, I saw something where they were saying how Toronto traffic is like worse than California. Sometimes really? One uh, Queen oh. Elizabeth Highway or something. I don't even know. It's hell. It's the worst thing I, in the world. Yeah, I was going to say, I, just, I guess HOV lanes would be backed up too in that kind of situation. Or does Toronto have HOV lanes? Does everybody have HOV lanes? Probably, right? I'm about yeah, to blow I mean, your world up, dude. I don't know. Just <laughs> do one of those. Like, yeah, right. Yeah, it was weird. I remember sitting there being like, I could never, because I would lose my mind. Not that I'm a jerk or like rude, but yeah. I'm oh, used totally to a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just trying to peel out at any exit possible. And they're all backed up too, so you're like, fuck. Yo, dude, my God, I was about to just start <laughs> laying on the horn in front of at the guy in front of you. Crap up there for my accent. People. <laughs> Fucking username's the glove drop, man. That just sounds like a road rage name ready to go. Yeah, I got like 30 sticks in my back. I actually have a couple sticks in my back. But people, the worst was, and you guys don't really even have that bad of an accent. I don't really hear an accent at all, actually. No. no. I, I feel no. like I hear a hint of an accent on you, but like it's just Hold barely it. there. Yeah. But I walked into a Starbucks, and in Ontario, they call them bathroom uh, washrooms. Yes. Oh, yes. So... I walked into this thing. I'm struggling because these coins, I don't know what the hell you guys are doing up there. I'm like heaviest things in the world. Doing a workout, like holding on. To <laughs> I walk in and I walk up to the lady and I'm like, yeah, can I get a, and I'll say it the way I normally say it. I'm like, let me get a um, grande iced coffee and a venti cup with extra ice. Also, where's, um, also, uh, where where's the bathroom? And this woman was like, <laughs> <laughs> where are you from i'm like new york and she's like like where i'm like like long island like manhattan ish and she's like say coffee again and i'm like yeah despite how multicultural canada is accents always blow us away regardless of where you're from you can be from australia and people freak out black squirrels i was like what the yeah yeah yeah, yeah. those are pretty cool hey bathroom was one thing what else did i say weird up there you were talking about how much you hated the money because it was heavy. What about the what the, what about the what about the bills that we use? What do you think of those? Love them. How Love cool them. are those, right? Love them. In fact, that's what, some swaggy shit, dude. What uh, movie were they, what movie is it where they talk about Canada and they're just like Canada's the best because all the money is just fucking play money up there. It's like Monopoly dollars. And I thought it would smell well. I like how it doesn't get crinkly. Yes, you can also throw it in the dryer in the washer and it's totally fine. Yeah, because our money is a little whack like that. But here's the thing: yeah. the question I asked, I was dating some dudes around for a, quite a while, and. I was like, one of the first things I said when I got up to 
to Canada once. I was like, yo, so your $1 bills and your $2 bills are coins. What do you do at the strip club? Do you just like <laughs> help you, yes. women with you want, you the short answer is yes. It's like you ever go to like a fountain or anything like that, then you want to like make a wish, you just fucking flick it in there. Just <laughs> like I can imagine that it can get pretty violent. Dude, even yeah, well, even, well, even the well. fucking fountains are pricey, dude. That's a dollar minimum on the fountain. Yeah. I have some Canadian tire money around here. There you, there you go. <laughs> that, that is pretty much the most useless currency you will ever see in your life. Meaning um, rain with the Canadian tire bills. <laughs> Dude, I side note, I fucking when I used to work at a restaurant with with these two guys, I mm-hmm. saved my I saved my change for I think almost two years. I fucking went on a trip to Greece on just change. It was over two grand, dude. Well, that's the power that's the power of the Toonie people. Yeah, the Looney and the Toonie, but I still use them as regular money because like I keep yeah. change too. I'll just throw it in something. But you know what? I'm mm-hmm. not can. I really do like. I love it up there. Love, love it up there. It's a good little okay. spot. So I have a couple questions. What's up, um, so saw on the Instagram, huge barstool fan. Oh, love him. Team Team Nardini. Am I right? All day. There you <laughs> go. Now I, I saw that because I saw that you were wearing one of her hoodies. So I gotta ask. Um, yeah. Now. So, do you play hockey currently? Yes. Okay. How long have you been playing? So, I played from the age of six until I was like 15 years old. Then I stopped. And then within the last, I mean, I would screw around, just like take trick shots and stuff. Mm -hmm. Not on ice or anything, just mess around. Um, I finally got back on ice legitimately skating, full gear stuff, um, three months ago. There you go. And has Um, it come back pretty naturally or what? My hands are decent, um, and it's it's funny. It's because you kind of don't lose it, but my skating ability was shot. Grant, I'm very tall. I'm five eleven, so in skates I'm six two. When I quit, I was five 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 six. Right. So the height thing is there, but also I am weak. So my legs were so weak, and I have no problem falling. I post. It's funny because people think I'm just this horrible hockey player because all I post is me falling. <laughs> it actually post is me falling. It's very humbling. I think it's funny. But um, yeah, it it comes back quick and it's you find it when you're skating around. All of a sudden I'll be like, oh, wow, I just did that because you're not thinking. So if I'm in a situation where I'm trying to avoid somebody, all of a sudden I'm you know, back skating, back crossover. And I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot that I knew how to do that. So yeah. it's taken a while just to get strong. Mm-hmm. The right side, my right side is so much stronger. I stop like right crossovers, right? Everything is significantly stronger, but then I just keep it in my head. There you go. This is best. Give me till like August, guys. I'll be killing, killing you. <laughs> there you go. What would you say? Like if, if we were, if you were filling out like a form and there was a section where it said like, describe yourself as a player. What, what do you, what do you bring in the team? Playmaker. I'm a really, really, really good passer. Um, I think okay. probably my, uh, just complete passion like diving into the game i very aware of the game so i always know where to be so if i see somebody if i'm doing like a three on three on two breakaway or whatever and i see somebody come up i'm going to cut into the center i'll i'll open up lanes for people um really good at knowing exactly where to be following up on other person's shots getting back it's like yeah the hockey iq is there i just the hockey sense you got the hockey sense man yes gotta get the legs stronger you're fucking the uh, edges back Fucking Peter Parker in the hockey gear, man. You got the Spidey sense out there. That's good. 
skating is shot. Now, this might come as a surprise just looking at us because obviously we look like just LeBron James physical specimens, but we're actually learning how to play hockey, all of us. I'll throw us I'll throw myself in that boat too. Um <laughs> can I just really hear really quickly, can I just hear you delegate us to like what positions you think we would play? Like you can give us forward defense. Give us give us forward defense and then make one of us the coach because we're not allowed to play. Heights <laughs> boys. What's that? Heights and weights and, and shooting. Heights and weights. What's that? How tall are you? Guys? Five nine, maybe about one seventy. No, one sixty five. Whatever. Uh, Heights and weights. Get size six six feet. And one twenty five soaking wet. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, like around like one seventy six. One seventy six. All right. What about you? Fucking Tommy Kipes out here saying bench warmers. Fuck you, Tommy, guys, dude. Guys, six four, fucking two fifty. Hey, wait. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm six four, two sixty five, dude. I'm an absolute <laughs> Ryan Reeves out here. Man. All like, right, center. <laughs> Elijah, you're center. Big man oh, center. Yeah, Taking face off, big man center. You're gonna be like a, yeah. gonna need like a big boy center. Um, like a, like a Brandon Dubinsky throw a bow in the face off. Uh, what do you guys shoot? Lefty, righty. Left handed. Lefty, you shoot lefty. Yeah. Left. And you shoot left. Me too. What's up? Hey, there you go, dude. What, I'm fucking podcasting with a bunch of aliens right now. What's going on, dude? <laughs> God. dude, I put you. Uh, Josh, you're going right wing. I'd probably throw you on the blue line. No offense, because you're a little. Sm- no, That's fine. Bit of a <laughs> That's fine. Honestly, I'm just happy I made it onto the ice. When you said yeah. coach, I was like, boom, done. Easy. I, let's I, go. I gave you an out, Tara. I said, yeah, I said, I was like, you coach if you wanted to. Yeah, I'll be the coach. Um, yeah, no, my, but still, my skating, I, I'll flex on myself. Like, I'll pop my own tees. My um, stick handling is pretty decent. My accuracy shots are stupid. Very accurate. I don't know if you guys ever saw any, like, my silly little trick shots. Yeah. Take, take the lid off of a bottle of vodka took the lid off of a pink whitney bottle just there you go i can hit shots from crazy ridiculous but the skating isn't there so yeah think so hey dang that's impressive well Bob. um okay eat what else do you have i don't have anything else here i feel like i had i feel like i had some chirps lined up i wanted to know questions what's uh what are you guys doing for you just trying to get into it now like you want to play just gotta get out there well Okay, I got a so I've been playing for like three years now. I took <laughs> my path to hockey. I didn't know how to skate in my entire life. Huge mm-hmm. hockey fan growing up. And then I decided one day I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I gotta learn. So I was 22 in a in like a learn to play adults camp. But it was like it was there was about 30 of us, and almost everyone there was like in their 30 to 40s. They had kids who were already better skaters than them. Yeah. And then I was like the 20, I was like 22, 21. And yeah. we're it was hilarious. We're all falling all over the ice. And like we're doing pat we're doing shooting drills where we shoot against the wall. And basically, like if you can get the puck off the ice, you're a whiz. Like you know what you're doing. So awesome. I was flexing on that camp, no problem. But these two guys here, we we just started like before COVID kind of ramped up around here. Yeah. Um, we had just started this idea of like starting a a, a beer league team for the first time. And and these guys haven't there's about eight to ten of us that haven't skated before. Yeah. So What's that? Josh? Can you stop? Yes. Yeah. Easily. <laughs> He's, got his strong side. He's got that strong side and down. backwards. Maybe. Yeah, there you go. Yes. Exactly. And go. I just, yeah. I mean, so you were, what, you're 25 now? Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're about 25. You're all 25? I'm 31. Yeah. So I didn't play from 15 until I was 30. That's a break. Did you, did you still retain, like, any muscle memory or anything, like, when you got back onto the ice? Did it kind of feel relatively natural or no? 
at first, no, but then the muscle memory came back in the uh, shooting, stick handling type stuff. And yeah, yeah. memory started to come back. Like I said, I, I went to like three public skates. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I'm, my legs are straight. I'm like, my legs are shaking. I'm, I'm going to die. And then a <laughs> couple of kids would come in front of me and I'd avoid them. And I'd be like, yeah. oh, what did I just do? So it kind of comes back naturally. Okay. Extent, but it really is just a matter of getting comfortable back on skates and once you get your edges back you trust it more and you're gonna fall yeah. buns in fact when we hop off here i'll tweet it out and i'll put it under your guys thing there's a ridiculous clip i'm last game tuesday i was playing tuesday night we play from like 11 to 2 in the morning and i'm just skating and i'm coming around we dirty played it's two something in the morning um i just caught an edge i'm skating normally like stepped crossover and you're gonna catch granted the ice was ripped up from us yeah but you, you know when you see... It's one Got of that Lake Tahoe ice going on, right? Yeah, it's one of my favorite things <laughs> when you see the NHL players. They're not... Nobody's on them. They're not in-game play. They're just... All of a sudden, you just see them go like, down. Yeah. Because you just catch something. And it's one of those. So it's pretty funny. The funny thing, too, is you never understand how that happens until it happens, like, firsthand to you. Yeah, you like, just, I've definitely had that snowboarding, and it's just like you tomahawk, you roll a few times, and you get up, and you're like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. Or if no you're explanation. Dion Phaneuf fall backwards. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, slippery. Tara, I do want to ask you, uh, let's let's hear real quick your take on the Canucks. Um, we can kind of like the COVID situation is obvious. Everyone knows what's going on with that. But I kind of want to see your outside perspective on what's going on with the Canucks short term and long term. The Canucks right now, like it's very like it, you said before, Quinn Hughes, it's unfortunate. He had a hell of a season. But you know what they call it, like the sophomore slump. I know it's not his second season. I know it's just his brother's second season. But I think that this whole COVID situation has taken a bit of a toll on the team more so than other teams. I think that the yard sale that you guys had in players took a bit of a toll too. I don't, I'm not really seeing much in terms of like, it's always like this ebb and flow. You see teams do great and then they fall. And some teams are taking this COVID situation much worse than others. That's where I kind of see you guys. Brock Besser, love him to death. He's one of my favorite players. He dropped the first get pucks in deep of the season. First one. <laughs> love him. Yeah. Love him. Brock Bozer, hit me up. You can come on my podcast. I don't have podcasts. But <laughs> I think Quinn Hughes, I think this is just like a dud season for him. I think you guys need to get some players, though. Yeah. yeah you, you, don't, you don't like the makeup, eh? Pardon? Like, I... You, you don't like the makeup of the team. Like I know a lot of people in Vancouver are calling for calling for heads and calling for moves. I'm a yeah, stay no, packed kind of guy. There needs oh, to be man. Moves. I don't think that they have nearly as much. It's you got veteran players and these younger players, but there's no chemistry between them. It seems sometimes they'll play okay, but when you guys aren't, well, when you look at it, what were the numbers? I, what do you have? Forty points, forty-three points. Uh, I we haven't checked. We honestly haven't. We haven't played in two almost two weeks now, so we yeah, haven't checked. We're going to be playing. What is it? Nineteen games in thirty days. Yep. Yeah. Thirty-one uh, days. Yeah, Nine back-to-backs. Thirty-one days. Yeah. So. Hey, when I hear that, I hear playoff train. That's all I hear. Like <laughs> translation playoffs. Yeah. 19 games in 31 days. It's going to be rough. And we're seeing teams. Some come back hot off of a COVID break. Some come back like trash. Like Boston came back playing like garbage after their little COVID break. Yeah. But honestly, I think you guys might need to just pack the season up and call it. Go into the next season. Some trades need to happen. What do you guys, do you have anything big going on tomorrow? Or is anything up in the air you think? I our, our GM, our GM came out little press conference and he said that he he came out and said that they don't expect to be very active this year and i, no, I think I there was a dur- I, 
there was like a direct quote where he said like because players are dealing with covid and their families are dealing with it too like he doesn't he's not going to ship people out while they're doing that yeah um i don't know i kind of respect it like i i respect it and also yeah the fact that he's taking that into consideration but also that to me and this is where me being a hard ass like a hardo whatever comes out to me i'm like good on you for that in this particular situation but kind of also gives me a little bit of a read into the type of gm that he is yeah Mm -hmm. which is soft body (laughs) (laughs) and he's definitely a little plump doesn't seem to be the kind of person who's going to be making pulling something like to pull a move like some of these trades you know to get rid of tory krug to to move petrangelo to Mm -hmm. to sign us seven-year 50 mil whatever Hayes contract in, in Philly to get rid of these certain players like those are big time moves mm-hmm. I don't nor can I remember a time that Vancouver did anything really like that the last the last thing we did was a Louis Erickson six by six contract I'll look how that's <laughs> fucking that was actually like the worst deal and yeah, and like the other one was probably the top Tyler Myers one, six and a half million. So that was great. Hey, don't fucking great. knock Tyler, dude. You can shut but the fuck up. Like, Tyler I kind of feel like you guys got to get something going on because there's definitely a disconnect. Listen, I, I got to come out in full support of the boys right here. The, the Canucks are going to be fine, guys. They have the <laughs> roster right now. This is a cup contending roster. They're, they're going to take it. What's I that? To see the Canucks pull the cup, though. Just not this season, yeah. obviously. Yeah, you, you that's good. Uh, you were looking, you're thinking back to 94, and you're like, you know what, we fucked on them already enough. We should give them a break and maybe take some pity I mean, on them. That was bit. the time. That was when I first fell in love with hockey. <laughs> that <laughs> one that one season. Yeah. Four years old. No, it's four years old. My dad was watching the game downstairs, and he's bugging out. They win. He's yelling. And I'm looking on the screen, and I'm like, what? And I have three brothers, so there's no crime. We're all very close in age. Three oh, brothers. No. Shocker. Yeah. And I see, you know, the ring is bugging out on TV, and I'm like emotionally like, what? And then I see the Canucks players crying. And I was like, no way. taken aback. I was like, and I felt so bad in my tears in my eyes. And there's just like so much emotion on TV. And I got tears in my eyes. My older brother's like, there's crying. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ran up the stairs, slammed the door, screamed so loud. I remember it specifically. And from that moment on, I was like, what is hockey? Two years yeah. later, I'm like, well, I want to play. There you go. It's all four of us in. That's so sweet. Okay, I got I got one last question. Not What's even that? hockey related. Barstool related. Who are your first favorite personalities? I'm a huge Barstool guy. Who, who are your favorite personalities down there? Oh, my God. Okay, so, I mean, I love Spin Chicklets and what they've done for the, the whole show. I mean, for hockey in general, which is why I'm a huge Nardini fan, because what she's doing for hockey is dope. Oh, and, and women's hockey. Like, they've they've done some good coverage on it, too. And that whole thing, too. Like, fuck off. Get the fuck out of here. You're going to get shit on these girls that, in the NWHL for choosing yeah. to go on a media thing that you didn't like, and then you're going to be upset when they lash back at you. Give me a break. Take a fucking lap. It's so stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. It is. It's crazy. Yeah. But people oh will be people, right? PFT. Um, I I could I could dedicate an entire podcast to two guys, my boy Vibs and Tommy Smokes. I could talk about them for fucking ages. No, all right, I love me. Vibs is great. Lowering the bar. He looks like he hates his life. Okay, did you know this? Do you know how old Vibs is? No. He's 30. Oh, my God. Vibs is 30. <laughs> he looks like he's 19. I like it's crazy. I have, like, because 
I get a lot of DMs from dudes who are like, it says like U17, AAA in their thing. Yeah. It has a baby face. He does. Mm-hmm. Very much so. It's crazy. Love it. Um, I love Josh after watching Surviving Barstool. Which one's Josh? Is is he... He's a clown. I think I know which one you're talking about. He's he's like, kind of a newer guy, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Big Cat's hilarious. But I also like, fuck. Who, there's like so many different it's a, it's, it's blown it. up dude that's that's so, like when i think of new york nowadays that's where my opinions change like the last three years when i think new york boston i just think barstool now that's what's that's crazy my, like, dream job by the way oh, i have a viva la stool thing over there like dream job would be to work in something like that yeah uh, we'll, we'll, have, we'll have to shut them out we'll have to tag them in all this yeah fucking tag, <laughs> tag it but uh <laughs> yeah the whole thing is just jokes but i think big cat's fucking hilarious yeah, yeah, I listen to part of my take a lot. Same thing. He's he's, he's dropped that funny. I don't like working in the hospital. Let's get real here. Working in the hospital is fucking horrible. Worst thing ever. And New York was hit hard. And like the hospital, yeah. the ICU. You know, I'm watching six people dying every day and I'm right there next to him holding hands and shit. So coming home, I need something to like unwind. The uh, stool scenes was and still is my go to. <laughs> It's yeah. so funny. It's so chill. And it's just like this little, like Nate. They just fuck with him all the time. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, also, Spit and Chicklets, you don't get to see those sides of the uh, stars in the show. Like the NHL. No. You don't see, like, but to see McKinnon and Crosby golfing, it's really, really cool. Yeah. To see that the sandbaggers are awesome. Oh, that's yeah. that's really like why the, I feel like that show has blown up and become huge, is because. It's just it's what you're able to do when you kind of take back the curtains and just let loose for a while. Is players actually get fucking they be themselves for a while instead yeah. of saying the pucks deep thing like you were saying. Yeah, like that's all they'll say. It's cool to see them laid yeah. back and it's nice to get that insight. So huge Barcelona fan. Like I get it. If it's not somebody's cup of tea, I get yeah. it. Like we've said that count countless whatever. times on here what too. Are you do? But um, yeah. for me, that was definitely uh, like an an outlet. Like huge part of my coping mechanism which is insane to yeah. say the unboxings oh my god and it was <laughs> like so nice to come home throw something like that on and then you just kind of like get into yeah. like laughing like that was the content and coming from like the the hellhole of the metropolis of covid and all these deaths and dying and this whole thing couldn't be near my family because right? yeah. i'm exposed 100 yeah. percent so to come home and like throw that on barstool killed it 100 yeah. percent so huge barstool. Um, also love when they do uh, rip on barstool Nate. Just shitting on <laughs> yeah, You mentioned that. <laughs> Poor Nate, dude. He's a fucking pin cushion for that place. Dude, it's the best. But yeah, yeah. I love it. Big time. So you guys got to come out to New York. We're going to have to go kick in the doors of barstool, I guess, one day. Yeah, go. and after, we're going to have to go on the ice, too. Throw it around a bit. Anyways, Tara, why don't you... Uh, we're going to wrap up now, but why don't you take a second just to tell any of our listeners, anyone listening right now, where they can find you and what, what can expect yeah, with you. Yeah, for sure. Um, so my name is Tara. I got this thing going. It's called Glove Drop. I know you might think that I'm just a New York Rangers fan, but across the league, across the board. So I'm covering breaking news. You know, I like to mix in a little bit of humor because nobody wants to listen to a stupid bitch talk about hockey unless she's doing something more. Um, but yeah, so YouTube, The Glove Drop. Um, I'm also on Instagram and twitter at the glove job and on tiktok so def check it out lots of videos oh, yeah. falling and i can especially on the it, on the ig live right once in a while you'll throw it on just dummy oh, yes, your brother is that who it is 
oh no those are my three buddies i just have most of my friends are <laughs> we just go down to the yeah. beach we live right by the beach throw on the ig live dummy them get the old backhand sauce championship we do a lot <laughs> So nice. There you go. Yeah, for sure. We'd be on the content a ton more, and I work a ton with different brands and stuff. I'll let you guys know what's the best uh, new products coming out, training products, and tell you what's dust nice. and like that. Love it. Cool. So thanks for having awesome. me, guys. This is awesome. I'm so yeah, glad. Glad we could do it. Last Not last Sunday was a bit of a it was a bit of a whirlwind. I'll be honest. But... I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Dude, you should have seen terrible. you should have seen our live stream. We were we were out here. We're like, all right, guys. Uh, we think she's. We're pretty sure she's coming. We, we kind of did. We kind of ripped on you a little bit. But, but we. It's because of the optimism. The optimism started. And we were like, guys, don't worry. Tara's going to come like mid podcast, and it slowly just started to turn. And I was like, all right, I'll like change the title of the episode. It's all good. Bitch from fucking New York. She's coming through. She's fucking like, does she even know how to use a clock? Yo, Eastern Standard Time. Wake the fuck up. Yeah, and you saw my message this time. I was like, hey, just so you know, it's 7 p.m. PST, 10, 10 p.m. EST. EST, fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's really Anyways. Time, but I'm really sorry about last time. And this was no, fun. It's, it's okay. It was funny. We're definitely going to have to do this more. And you guys are going to have to get your Canadian ass once the border opens. Canadian ass is all the way out. Yeah. yeah 100% into it. Hell, okay. so get on the ice and we'll just dummy one another. So we'll go to the hospital and you'll be in the state. So you'll have to pay for it. Uh, yeah, actually, on second thought, I'm going to stay up north. All right. Healthcare's nice. <laughs> all right, we'll well, all right Tara. Time, you guys. Awesome. Thanks a lot. Don't worry. Thanks Take for stopping by. All right. We'll see ya. Take care. Later. Bye. All right, boys. Once oh, again. Bad. Yeah, don't worry, Josh. We're still live, dude. You want to pull know. your pants up or what? No. <laughs> Uh, so do, do what you got to do, man. Anyways, we got some listeners still happening, guys. So we're going to carry into the rest of the episode. This is how we do it, man. We do it live. We do it fucking, it's Saturday night, except it's Sunday. <laughs> it's Definitely Saturday night. Hey, Kate, Raph, we need to address this. Our boy, Lonnie French, he's asking to get mod status in Twitch. Can you help him out with that? 100% I can make Lonnie a mod at some point. Let's go, baby. That's what we need to have happen around here. Lonnie um, is just going to go like full on like, fascist in our mod chat though and just start fucking kicking people and just like making them his little disciples or some garbage i don't know but it's it's like i'm I'm into it but i'm also kind of concerned i have no idea the power of a mod right now i just see the word and i'm like fuck it i want to give him that title yeah um anyways guys so thanks again to tara from the glove drop yeah um awesome interview i, I kind of knew this was coming the entire time um <laughs> talking to her like i just you could see her personality on her youtube videos and once we finally got in the chat with her that's that's the kind of personality we gel with right there. So that was fun. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a blast. But boys, let's move it on here. That's absolutely. I need to know. Josh, how the fuck are you doing, buddy? buddy. How are you doing? Well, well, boys, uh, I'm in a two-week quarantine right now. So <laughs> lucky me. It's fucking sad as fuck. Uh, for all the listeners out there, I do not have the cocoa. Um, do you so get tested yet? No, I have not. Uh, but I haven't but, had any symptoms. Okay. So yeah. you don't know for sure. Yeah, I, techni- I technically do not know. Um, but boys, so this fucking sucks. This is brutal. <laughs> and like the dude, like I've been door dashing, skipping, Uber eating, everything, bro. Like it's fucked. Like I'm putting so much money on my credit card. Like it's actually fucking banana lands. Like, so I can't go grocery shopping. I can't 
do anything. And if right. I get one more text from a friend asking if I want <laughs> golf, I'm going to fucking kill myself. <laughs> I want to golf so bad. Hey, keep talking. I'm going to adjust the light. And it's not happening right now. Like, it's actually brutal. Like, I got a text from Bailey. Yeah. I want to golf. Elijah called me, I think it was either today or yesterday, asking if I want to golf tomorrow. Yeah. And like, can you guys stop doing this? I'm like, I guess in in all fairness, Elijah knew I was quarantined or didn't know I was quarantined, but Bailey did. And he's like, hey, man, you want to golf? And I'm like, no, <laughs> Bailey. I'm like, I'm isolating, but thank you for the offer. So I appreciate people thinking of me and appreciate people wanting to watch me have a meltdown on a golf course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm really running out of things to do here, boys. Like I, I was playing chill with Elijah. I was playing some call of duty. Yeah. Uh, I downloaded F1 2020. Um, so it's just a whole lot of video games and like actual adult stuff. So, but that's pretty much it. How much Those longer is this going on for? Huh? How much longer is this going on for? Well, the only thing is, was I was supposed to be isolating from, I think it was March, or no, sorry, not March, April 3rd yeah. for two weeks. So I'm technically out of, I'm out of isolation on the 17th. Yeah. But the thing was, was that the health, like the health people in like my region, they yeah. only put out the notice like maybe three, three days ago. So like I've been out and about. Mm-hmm like doing stuff and then they call me a couple days ago being like hey like you have to isolate yeah and i'm like okay so like That's... from this point or from like april 3rd and they're like oh from april 3rd and i'm like so i'm basically in isolation until next saturday that's so not bad it's not bad but nonetheless it's just kind of a pain in the ass i guess because like yeah. this week boys as you know the weather has been awesome and beautiful and i'm in and i'm gonna be fucking stuck inside while all my friends are having the time of their lives. Do you think if we got you, like, you know, the bubble soccer thing that became popular? If we got you one of those, are you allowed to at least go on, like, a walk? <laughs> the hamster ball? Dude, yeah. I think that, dude, I think that'd be dude, if that's going to go I, so wrong so quick. Any kind of, like, small decline of a hill, someone's just going to run up and push Josh down it. <laughs> and he's just going to go. It's, it's not going to go over well. <laughs> someone will come up to you and be like, hey, why are you in the ball? He'll be like, I'm in quarantine. <laughs> dude, dude, I, dude, I think of... Dude, I think of like that part from Family Guy where Stewie's in one of those and Brian spray paints it black. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and around, just kicks him up the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I'll pass it over to Raph. How are you doing, pal? I'm good. I'm fucking chilling. I, uh, it's my Friday today, which is awesome. So I get the next couple of days off. I did my taxes today when I got home from work. Oh, I need to do those. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Didn't take too long. It was pretty chill, just tax type stuff. But yeah, I'm pretty good. I did I did a workout the other day, and I worked out kind of like my lower abdomen area. Yeah, kind ooh. of, and it was like super nice. Like loved it. Like great, you know, like, great exercise. You're trying to say you masturbated? No. Anyways, worked out my lower abs, and <laughs> dude, fucking, my balls hurt after, and it. <laughs> And I, like, sat there, I was like, I was like, I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. And then immediately, I was like thinking about, it. I was like, do I call my doctor right now? Because it's like, what if it's testicular torsion? What's that? Do you, oh, you guys that don't know what that is? Like, that's when they get like tied up in a weird place, right? That's where your balls spin in a circle, and apparently, like they like rotate. So, like the left one goes to the right side, the right one goes to the left side. 
and it cuts off the circulation and they swell. And it's apparently one of the worst pains a guy can feel in his life. Oh my God. Dude, and sign me up for kidney stones. It blows, up like, that, it blows up like a balloon. And apparently if you don't go to the doctor quick enough, you can lose your testicles. Oh my God. And I think it's like you have like an hour, maybe, I think, or something like that. Or maybe like two to get to a doctor before testicular torsion. Fucking... Let, let me ask you this. Yeah. Did you, did you go on WebMD when you felt those symptoms? 100% I went on WebMD. Motherfuckers <laughs> 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 looking at the Mayo Clinic like, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, dude, I remember. Okay, this is kind of a personal story, but regard, I'll tell it anyway. Hey, let's talk I, testicle stories. I remember. I remember the, the first time. <laughs> the first time I had shaved like my pubic <laughs> against the grain. So I had. Oh, that's not good. You don't do that. It was. It was not good. And like, <laughs> and I had never, and I had never had sex before, but it was just getting really hairy down there. But I saw all these like red dots, and I'm like. Bro, I'm like this is not good. Like I have a sex class. Yeah, dude. I go in, I go in and I'm like a bunch of red dots in pubic area. And they're like genital warts, herpes, <laughs> not good. We'll see your doctor. And like my mom comes home and I'm like, mom, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I have herpes. And she's like, What? She's like, What the fuck are you talking about? Like, what did you do? And I'm like, well, I'm like, I shaved like down there and like all these red dots started appearing. And I think like I have some. She's like, oh my God, Josh. She's like, you're an idiot. She's like, those are probably just some grown hairs. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I did something I wrong. <laughs> Dude, we've, we've all done that before where we look at like we start shaving down there. And then before you know it, you start asking questions. You're like, wait, what am I supposed to shave? And in your head, I think you just go for it. You're like, fuck it i'm gonna shave everything anytime well, dude, i see a hair but, i'm shaving it but dude like if you do though and like the skin is so sensitive like you're fucked like then you dude, think you're like oh nuts. god like oh that's fine that's not like a like a scab that's just an ingrown hair because i cut myself doing it like that's <laughs> that's really sketchy not yeah. a fan of that. anyway oh my god well okay. I'm, gl- I'm glad oh, that, that you fine. don't so confirming you don't have tes- testicular torsion no, I am good. I am a okay. Apparently, it, apparently, what it is is it's it's like a muscle that essentially goes down from your hip and kind of like loops into your thigh. Uh, it's a very like I, I can't remember what the name of it is. It's like a really like it's a main muscle in your body. And essentially, what it does is that you have nerves that stem out to your testicle from your testicle to that muscle as well, which can I, cause the relation of pain. Yeah, dude, I'll, I'll tell a little testicle story. When I first started riding like bikes for us for for exercise, like I was. I was bicycling and I started, yeah. this was before I bought the bicycle shorts, you know, with the padding on the dick kind of yeah. thing. Um, so I rode, it was probably like a 10 to 12 K ride, pretty flat, nothing too crazy, uh, about an hour long. Mm-hmm. And I got off, Josh, I was right by your house. I was down by burn road. I got off at the Canadian tire. I could yeah. not feel my entire like hip slash groin air was like <laughs> so numb. I couldn't feel a thing. Really? And I, yeah, and if you sit for enough time on that area, that's why people wear bicycle shorts. That's one of the main reasons is for discomfort, but also like the blood Don't flow. They like promote circulation, yeah. Yeah, like bicycling is apparently very bad for your junk, dude. Because like yeah, really? blood flow can be fucked. So, dude, I was panicking. Like I took, I hopped off the bicycle and I was like, oh my God, like I can't, I can't feel anything. Like I almost started calling 8112. Like I can't feel my nuts. I'm out here like, <laughs> I can't feel my nuts. <laughs> that's, that's what's fucked. It throws you for a whirlwind. Okay, um, boy. Awful. Boy, should we like should we jump into some Canucks talk here? Like, should we get this going? I'm like, I feel we're vibing. I don't know what to do. Okay, well, 
I feel like in terms of Canuck stock, okay, well, a couple things, because my phone's been going off with TSN Trade Center stuff. So oh. Jeff Carter, as of now, is now a member of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, so I got that notification. There were a couple other people really paying attention. That was kind of the one. But in terms of Canucks, boys, we are back. Um, not yes. yet, but we will be on the 16th. However, we will be playing 19 games in 31 fucking days. <laughs> now, as Raf said, we are going to be playing nine back-to-back games. So that's 18, which is just fucking... That, that's nuts. Like, Fucked we'll probably up, do back-to-back, day off, back-to-back, day off, so on and so forth. So that's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't include travel, which fucking blows. Um, I mean, I guess the one thing I will ask is, like, are we glad about this? I mean, obviously, the Canucks are back. We're back playing. Yeah. And, like, we should be well-rested. But, like, how long do you think it takes for a player to kind of get out of mid-season form and to get back into things then again like also let's ask ourselves like how long do we think until the players just start burning out throughout all these consecutive games just this lifestyle right yeah there there's multi there's multiple layers to it right like so raf's bringing up the 19 and 31 days even for a completely healthy team in a regular groove like if you started someone's seasonal like that when they're perfectly fresh that's like that right there is a tough ask, you know? Yeah. That's that's already going to burn out most people. So now you got that. Now you're taking – now you're going fucking COVID – coming off of COVID as well. Like all these players, as far as we know, have and had you're it. expected to go zero to 100. No pra- – yeah. as of now, dude, as of now, the practice facilities are closed. They're not even practicing yet. Mm-hmm. We're talking practice. Bro. <laughs> Bro. So that, that's already kind of nuts. Now – this ultimately where I side on this guys, I like, we all know the NHL is a business. I don't think, and it's a business that looks after their players. I think they've done a good job of, of doing their best to look after their players. We saw it with the bubble. We saw it with this season, you know, what happened with the Canucks is extremely unfortunate how fucking crazy it got. Um, but eventually it was going to get rescheduled. Some people are saying it's a bit too early. Like, you know, we don't really have a lot going. Like there's not a lot of positivity positive news coming around yet but i i just think like the end you're not gonna you can't wait until the absolute certain point to start rescheduling games like that's just not how it works if we want to finish a full season this is the way to go you schedule it and then at that point if you have to start postponing the first game then you do it but i think scheduling it's the right way right yeah for josh sure. you talk i'm gonna go pee real quick okay yeah i mean looking into you know the Canucks situation i mean it's definitely a unique one um so to speak but i think looking at it now from like the outside looking in i feel like we just shouldn't uh, i don't know like there's there's a bit of me that thinks i'm like why should we have to travel as well like that's just gonna add i feel like the season now is setting us up to fail and it's not that it's like anyone's fault as well right Mm -hmm. i mean it's not like it's not anyone's fault on the canucks roster that some players got COVID. It's just like they they got sick. There was an outbreak. But now it almost seems, you know, a team's trying to come back. We're already a step behind because, like Elijah said, we can't practice. We're yeah. going to be going into game modes. And you're expecting us to fly across the country and play Toronto and play Montreal and play Ottawa and all these fucking teams. Yet, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh... And, 
And there's a bit of me that thinks I'm like, a like beers. I'm like, I feel like we should have like 80% home games. Like, I really think that that should be a thing. Like, we should not have to travel on all these back-to-backs. Like, that is fucking crazy. Like, am I not wrong? Okay. No, that's actually, that's a very interesting point. I had not thought about the playoffs yet. Or sorry, not the playoffs. I had not thought about the travel yet. Like, that's that's something pretty fucked when you think about it. Because we're playing makeup games, right? Which means that, you know, what happens? Like, if we're playing all these fucking back-to-back games, it's like, well, we're, like, are we going to have homestands? Or is it, like, two at home, two on the road, back to two at home? Like, that's a lot. And, like, you know what? If we're going to travel, then let's travel. You know, like, let's play Montreal. Let's play Toronto. Let's play Ottawa. And then let's go home and then let's play, you know, Toronto, Montreal, and Ottawa. And then let's go to like Edmonton. Like, let's actually try and space it out as much as possible because like you can guarantee at least half of our games are going to be on the road. In the last well, okay. month, like that's crazy. Okay. So we're looking at it now. The first, the first six games are at home. So we're chilling there. Yeah. Uh, and then we have, after that, you've got a six game road trip. It looks like no oh, shit. Three. What is that? Three plus. Oh yeah, six game road trip with. Okay, so the six game road trip at first, you're bet you're right. You're bouncing around a lot, dude. You're going Ottawa for two, Toronto the night after, and then you're going Toronto for sorry Toronto for two, Calgary Edmonton. Like that's that's a lot of bouncing around compared to what the season has been so far, right? Yeah. Well, at least I think that's what's kind of fucked. Game. And and you know what? I wouldn't. I don't even mind long road trips. Like when the Canucks go on a six game road trip in a regular season, it's spanned out over the course of like you know two weeks. But when you're saying that we have to travel all this way and still squeeze in like days off and stuff in 31 days, it's not possible. Like it is not possible. Um, so anyway, I mean, I think it's one of those things. Like I'm not really a fan of it. I feel like it's almost like. I understand, like you said, the NHL is a schedule to uphold, but then like make it easier on us. Like we're playing against yeah. like, at, like we're playing against all these teams that have not stopped playing at all, aside from Montreal for like a week. We're going in cold. People are easily not going to be like at their best. I mean, like look at like certain NFL players, like when they came back from COVID, like they were not, like they were not at best. Like they weren't able to turn it on right away. Yeah. Do you think that's also though because of the disease is respiratory? Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. That has to be. That has to be so impactful. It has. To, like, I, I agree. Like your, like it's your stamina, be. like your stamina, is so worn down. And yeah. like you're telling these guys, it's like, Kate, well, let's go, let's go get on a plane and let's go at higher altitudes and shit. Like, let's do all that. Like, that can't be good. Like overall, mm-hmm. so I'm not really like, I'm not really a fan of it. I just feel like we should. I'm okay going on the road, but like for the amount of games that we have left in the time period of days that we have to play those games and more than half of that, or not more than half, but probably half are going to be on the road is fucking crazy to me. Yeah. Hey, we got a comment in the Twitter chat. Uh, what difference does it make if they're not going to make the playoffs? We got to address that, dude. I mean, as of Friday, boys, the fucking playoff train, you know, it refueled a little bit, right? We're back on the go. Well, I mean, I fucking think playoff train. I mean, I think the thing is, is like, you can't, like, there's two things that could obviously happen. I mean, the first thing is, is the Canucks just come out, they're flat, they're brutal, they're getting pounded. And, you know, we just kind of write this year off. And at this point, I would say, let's just get a get a draft pick because our team's not really been, like, fully healthy. Like, they're not at their best. Okay, so yeah. that's one side. Or they come out fucking hot as shit 
and they just ride the hotness into the playoffs and, you know, they squeak in, yeah. you know, so like, I don't really see them kind of like f- fighting for one. I think it's one or the other. I think they're coming out hot or they're staying flat and the season's a write off. Well, Hey, just to update the standing. So as of now, all the games that were made up now, we're good. Like we've played the least amount of games in the division. Obviously we're at 35 points with 37 games played. We've got, Four games in hand on the Flames, who occupy fifth spot with only two points ahead. So we're going to clear the Flames if we play okay. Um, and then at that point, we've got the Habs at eight points ahead of us with one game in hand. So, and the Habs have been playing atrocious, boys. Like they've been getting fucking cleaned out recently. They're four, four, and two in their last 10. The games they've been losing are bad. I honestly think the way the Habs are trending, we've got an absolute shot at this playoffs. And I don't mean to just come out here and be fucking super hard and like about about the game and about the the fucking on ice product but assuming the people are healthy and we're going to be okay coming to the stretch i'm team playoffs man let's fucking go but that's also assuming that they don't get tired that they don't burn out yeah no agreed that's that's absolutely an aspect and anything like at this point honestly if the team came out and won four in a row and then after that like five of the players were like hey man like i gotta sit out my fucking lungs are giving out i'm fine with that like don't don't kill yourself for this. Absolutely not. Don't mm-hmm. even hurt yourself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But, but as long as you feel good and as long as we're over this at a certain point, then let's let's go for this, right? Let, let's put our fucking nose in the ground and let's start going team playoff terrain again. Yeah. That's right. I'm down with that. So um, let's move on. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> Trade Center. Okay. Trade Center is a Tuesday episode. That's what we're doing. Trade Center will be a Tuesday episode. We're going to jump into all that. Will be a completely tarps off podcast then, but let's jump into the Masters <laughs> talk here, Josh. Raf, what's your take on Hideki? Oh, that you played really well. He was, I think, hole twelve. He was minus thirteen already, just going Fuck into yeah. it. And the next next up and comer was, I think, minus nine. Like he was playing really well the whole time. It was it, like, was it was a lock, dude. Yeah, it was, it was locked in. Lock. Yeah, like he would absolutely have to tank like what two holes like properly, like really bad for somebody to eventually catch up to him. So I mean, he was playing well. Which he pretty much did near the end. <laughs> like yeah. he, he made it yeah, fucking interesting he, to say the least. But he still kept his lead. He still brought it home. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was really confused because I, what's it called? I wasn't paying attention to the TVs. And the next thing you know, I looked up and it was, uh, oh, who was it? Dustin Johnson, like sitting there in a, in a green jacket. And I was looking over and I saw, I saw him talking to Hideki and I was like, and he's not wearing a jacket. I'm like, what the fuck is going, like, what is going on with the sport right now? But I guess there's some, like some sort of recap or something. I was really confused. It's but the, It's the previous winner that, yeah. Had- New winner, the green jacket. That's pretty cool. gotcha. Yeah, yeah, I was. So, what if you win two years in a row? Uh, Do you, you hand it to yourself. You give it to Ooh, yourself. That'd be sick. That's a fucking, <laughs> yo, dude. You do that thing where you like swing it around and you put it on yourself. You know, <laughs> yeah, you that's do. a badass look. You do that'd like be a, fucking dope. You know what though? I'm actually curious because I'm pretty sure if we wanted to YouTube it, you could because Tiger won it back to back years. Yeah. yeah. Um. That's a good uh, question. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So, boys, I guess more so Elijah, but I'll still address you, Raf. Oh, dude, I address yeah. Raf. He knows his golf stuff. He's fucking in the loop, man. So, dude, like, I just had it on a projector at work. I was trying to educate myself a little bit. So, <laughs> Xander, Xander Shoffley, man. Xander Shoffley. This guy. Oh. Had, he did not. I'm not going to say he had it in the bag. I'm not going to say that. However,. He had a really good shot at making this Masters a lot more interesting. Mm-hmm. So he came into the day, what, minus seven? 
I think Elijah. Uh, yeah, he he came in at minus seven, and Hideki was at minus eleven, right? Minus eleven for for the day. Now, yeah. like it, it seemed like the the front nine. I'm not gonna lie, was actually pretty boring. It was actually just like pretty like it was pars or it was barely Standard. birdies. Well, hey, hole one though, Hideki shanks. Xander goes birdie, right? Hideki goes bogey. Xander goes birdie, I think. Yes, I, or I think Shoffley may have parred. But regardless, aside from like the first like few holes, everything else was actually pretty boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then we then we make the turn, boys, and it seemed like everything after Amen Corner yeah. was like crazy. Like hole 12 and onwards was nuts. So nuts that I had to call Elijah because I was watching it alone. And I needed someone to talk to. I needed someone to like voice my <laughs> frustrations. And so Shoffley, basically just as a small recap, 15 par five dog leg left, uh, reachable in two. If you have a good tee shot, um, fucking Matsuyama, just on, un, fucking real tee shot. And then he proceeds to overshoot the green hits water on the other side, takes a drop with not an easy, I guess, at that point, it would be his fourth shot. Shoffley, meanwhile, pretty, I would say, mediocre tee shot. He put it in the bunker because there was a tree in his way. Then he chipped on and made a birdie, which is which was huge. That was massive. Mm-hmm. Fast yeah. forward to 16, par three, pins in like that back, front, left bunker. Like, if you don't hit it on this ridge, you're, you're done pretty much. So what does Shoffley do? Instead of fucking just playing it safe and getting it on the green, this guy's going for the pin. He's fucking pin hunting at Augusta on 16. And what does he do? He fucking shorts it, hits the sand trap on an angle, and it kicks into the water. And Matsuyama proceeds to par the hole. And well, like, was sorry, that- the, the funny detail was you and I talked about this. Had, Medec- had Hideki gone first, now we're kind of laughing, right? Like, cause Xander's probably saying to himself, like, uh, like now I'm now I'm gonna just like get on the green, but yeah. Xander goes first and fucks it. Yeah, well, that's what that's like. Just the funny part about it. Well, I mean, like, I think that's just the way of like, obviously, the the person that wins the previous hole shoots first on the next. Oh yeah, one. it makes sense why, but just like the the irony of it all, you know. But I think honestly, like at first, I thought hole fifteen was the TSN turning point, dude. It was whole like that's hole 16 hole 16 was the tsn turning point at that point matsuyama was not going to be caught at all salatoris was on 18 i think he he saved a par on 18 to just solidify his score for the round kept him at second place now but shoffley dude like if he hit the green i think he would have had a shot at 16 i think he would have had a shot at 18 like this guy, like, he was so close. And it, it just seems like all this stuff just builds up to nothing. Like, it's like one one hole, you're fine. And then the next one, like, if you birdie one, then you bogey the next, you're par. Like, you don't do anything. You don't move up or down the leaderboard. And I think that's the most frustrating part about it. It's like you think they're on a roll and then just, like, shit hits the fan. Like, I forget. Oh, who was it today? Someone took a six on something and well it it wasn't it was xander on the on the par on the par three right was it no he well he oh that wasn't a triple was it what was it 
Maybe Dude, he shot. Yeah, he shot a he shot a six on on the he, par three sixteen. Shoot a six. Yeah, it was he a six. shot three over. I'm like, dude, like that's a mixed- fucking Elijah score right there. Come on, man. Like, I just, I can't, I just, I can't get over that. Like this guy, I'm pretty sure his best ever finish at the Masters was tied for second, tied for second place in twenty. I think it was 2018. I think, pretty sure, not not confirmed. Um, but nonetheless, like, dude, like, this guy always shows up in the majors, but, like, he just, he can't get it done. And it's just so frustrating to me because he's actually an unreal golfer. But, you know what, credit to Matsuyama because first ever Japanese player to win. And, like, to me, like, he's he's a good winner, but also at the same time, is it bad to say that I think he's a boring winner? Uh, that's, like, that's, like, that's so <laughs> racist of you. No, no, I'm just. <laughs> there was there was nothing electric about his round today. That's that's what it honestly came yeah. down to. Is that like it's he very led, One one of the best parts about Sunday is when the leaderboard changes. Like that's that's the best part is when you have, kind of what happened on on Saturday. Like you yeah. have a guy like Hideki charging. You've got a guy like Spieth making moves. You've got Zalatoris sticking in there. Those are the things that make it better. Mm-hmm. But th- that's that's exactly like the Graham Dillette and Mike Weir and and the other guy, fuck, who knows what his name is, Bob, Weeks. Bob Weeks, that guy. They they were all saying they're just hoping for an entertaining round. They want some action. And you know what? We got there near the end, Josh. Like we were saying, like fuck, dude. We we kind of got there, but not really. We got a small taste of what it could have been because with Hideki on that last hole, when once he gets in that sand trap, we talked about it. Make a shitty bunker shot, and it's game on. But yeah. He flushes it out of there. He's good to go from there. Yeah, it was like it, it was. It was an interesting one. Um, you know, I yeah. think. I think the one thing though is when you go into when you go into Championship Sunday, and you're going in with a four shot lead. Like I'm sorry, but it is so hard for the field to catch up on that. But it's also hard for you to. I would say to blow that lead. Like it's really hard because like. You have to think like someone like even if you par all holes, someone has to make four birdies on the day. Yeah. Well, hey, hello, John Rom. That it's possible, but which, you're not which, which is possible, hundred percent. But like also at the same time, like John Rom was having a day, but you knew he wasn't like he wasn't going to come close. He was not yeah. going to come close. Like he was gonna he was it's true. He was gonna make it obviously like his payday a little bit better. But there was no way that John Rahm was gonna was gonna win that, like unless all players just bomb that card, which they did not. So, yeah, I, it, it's interesting. But you know, I wanted more from Jordan. Like I feel like he just like Jor- Jordan Spieth, man. Like this guy. Like I want him to do well so much, but like it just seems like every time. It's just like every hole, something misses. And like, dude, his burnt edges today for putting was fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, there were well, just so many putts that just weren't falling. And it was wild to me. Yeah. I mean, in the end of today, like he has, he has four bogeys. He has mm-hmm. two. He has, it looks like he has six birdies. I mean, the bogeys are really what sticks out, right? It's, yeah. it's in the end when you look at your round, you say that you say, okay, you had you had chances if you just don't make mistakes there. But um, yeah. a couple things before we wrap up Masters talk. I wanted to I'm going to put this name out there. Raffle, how do you say that name? Olazabal. Josh, how do you say that name? Olazabal. 
Somehow that name is pronounced Olafable. I don't know how the fuck. I was blown away today when I turned on the TV and they started saying Jose Marie Olafable. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? That's what that means for the listeners on the podcast where it's O L A Z A B A L. That's Olafable. What is the nationality that name that, that name belongs to? Spanish. I'm gonna find out for you. It's German. Oh, he is a Spanish. He is Spaniard. Interesting. He's 55. He won the Masters, I think, back in like who knows, fucking 1422. He's Good old for him. Fuck. Yeah, guy was guy was slanted out there. The only other point I wanted to bring up was my dude, <laughs> my absolute hero, Adam Scott. This guy. <laughs> so. <laughs> Okay, so back to the DraftKings talk real quick. I just want to give a bit of a scenario to realize how much stress I was under for the last four days. So I enter in the $300 contest. First place is $1,500. This is all US dollars. $1,500. Second place is $900. Third place is $600. Fourth and below, $0. So on for those that don't know golf, Thursday and Friday, you play. everyone plays two rounds. After Friday... You have to make a certain cut. You have to make a certain score, or else you're cut from the rest of the tournament. You don't play the second rounds or the, two, the second two rounds. Um, and so I had two golfers. I had Joaquin Neiman and Adam Scott. The cut was at plus three. I'm pretty sure fucking Neiman might have birdied his last hole to get into the cut. That's a hero move right there. If he did, I'm gonna look it up real quick. I'm pretty Joaquin sure Neiman. even on the tournament. Pretty sure. Okay, never mind. Fucking Joaquin bogeyed the last hole on his second round what an <laughs> asshole that's literally throwing me for a heart attack because basically the way this thing works in DraftKings, like you can accumulate points even if you're even if your golfer scores bogeys and birdies that gets you a lot of points or pars get you points too but if your golfer doesn't play throughout the weekend you're fucked because he doesn't get you any points he's doing nothing like even adam scott he finished plus 11 last place of the people mm-hmm. that made the cut he got me more points than the guy that shot lower than him but missed the cut if that makes sense. So like I'm going in and Adam Scott and Joaquin Neiman make the cut. And I think to myself, I'm looking at the other guys in my contest. And I'm like, this is easy. There's guys, be- I'm pretty much the only one. There's three of us in the money that have all of our players make the cut. And then the guy below me, I wake up on, on fucking Saturday and Adam Scott's shooting like plus seven. Like he's, <laughs> he's nuking his round, dude. He shot like a fucking <laughs> snowman on one of the holes. This fucking Frenchman with the t- the six foot tall putter couldn't hit jack shit. So the entire this happened Saturday and Sunday. I was on the edge of my seat just because this fucking Adam Scott could not hit a goddamn shot his whole day, and he ended up plus eleven for the tournament. That is insane. But I digress. I made it. I won six hundred US. Putter regrouped. We're okay. Nice. Thank you. Well done. Rant rant over. I guess. What's up, everybody? This is Brendan. This is Taylor. And we are Straight Up Sabres, covering the Buffalo Sabres for the Hockey Podcast Network. That's right. You can hear us every Monday and Thursday on Hockey Podcast Network. You can follow us on Twitter at Straight Sabres or follow us on Facebook at Straight Up Sabres. We are very excited to bring you all of the latest coverage of what is surprisingly seeming to be a pretty exciting Sabres season ahead. That's right. The Rasmus Ristolainen breakout season is here. You can only hear it. Every Monday and Thursday, the Hockey Podcast Network and Buffalo Fanatics, wherever you get your podcasts. Do we want to move into internet stories here? Yeah, I'm down. Okay. <laughs> so, segment, because we're still trying them out, because we're so indecisive on this podcast. Uh, hey, third third straight Sunday or two straight Sundays? 
Um, we'll say two, doing two straight Sundays. Two. 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 All right. Go ahead, Josh. So, my first news story, boys, or my only one, first and only, Deshaun Watson. I want to talk some Deshaun Watson. Oh, boy. Yikes. So, now, I kind of just want to talk about the the allegations that have been put up against this guy. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't really give a shit about Deshaun Watson. Um, he's useless to me. He doesn't play on a team that I like. And even if he did, I still wouldn't really even care what happens to him. But nonetheless, I just kind of want to give you the scenario. Okay, so 22 women have come out and said basically the same thing that was kind of alleged. Like, he's been forcing girls to do certain things like perform like oral sex and all this stuff and like all these girls that are coming out are licensed mas- massage therapists which is fine whatever okay 13 of 22 women have id'd themselves as jane doe because they don't they don't want to be identified in court because they're afraid of the backlash because two women have identified themselves and they've been receiving death threats now my question is, is, is this fair to Deshaun Watson? Now, I'm not saying he's innocent. I'm not saying he's guilty. But is it, like, kind of Deshaun's lawyer's point is, like, dude, like, these women, are they're choosing not to ID themselves or, like, give their true identity in court, yet they're trying to come after me. So, like, that's, like, me anonymous, anonymously suing Elijah because he walks into a massage parlor and allegedly is making, you know, a girl do things to him, but she won't ID herself. So how is Elijah supposed to defend himself? Like, is that not like, yeah. you know what I mean, like, is that like, I know what you're saying. It's a very touchy I think, subject, I think, Josh. Yeah, it is very touchy, but I, I think I, I know what Josh is saying. Like it's, I think this is a testament to the day and age because, you know, the, the rules of court and the rules of law has, have always been the same. I mean, you could, this, no, no one's, on, on the on the case of the plaintiffs, no one's doing anything illegal. Like you're allowed to to do it the way they're doing it. That's not uh-huh. against the law. And even so much so, like you said, the people that did do it were receiving death threats. Like that's some serious shit going on. I'd yeah. be kind of fucked up if I was doing it too. And there's a whole movement about like, well, there there should be a whole movement about not being afraid to speak up when things happen to you. So if there's any Absolutely. truth to it, obviously we're obviously on that side. I think the interesting part about the society we live in now is that like the whole the whole design of court and justice system is supposed to be that you're innocent until proven guilty. And and that's the, the Deshaun Watson side. Obviously, there's the victim side as of now. But where 2021 kind of fucks it up and, and throws it in this giant blender is that the minute that it gets out that there's a case about it, hmm. now it's like now you're in the court of, so, of, of public opinion. Like that's almost bigger than the court of the justice system. That's yeah. what's kind of fucked me. I, I, that's where I feel like the rules kind of need to change where it, it shouldn't be so much that like once there's a case about you, there's just all this news and all this breaking headlines about like he's been charged with this. She's been charged with that. This person is that. This person is that. I feel like until there's anything fucking until there's an actual court proceeding that's happening, that's when it once there's trials, once there's shit like that, that's when it should become news because right now I feel bad for everyone. I feel bad for the fact that if if none of this did happen, I feel bad for Deshaun. If all of this did happen, I feel bad for people that get death threats. Like none of this should be public information. Yeah. That's that's kind of where I side on it. Is it? There's still just allegations, right? There's still no charges or anything that have been 
Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's like, I don't know what it is at this point. I mean, I think it's still under investigation. I guess like my, yeah. my frustration comes from, and again, I'm not saying that this guy's innocent. I'm not. I'm just saying yeah. that obviously he is currently innocent until he is proven guilty. However, I just think it's dumb how these people can just, uh, and again, I'm not denying it because they definitely could be true, but in the court of law, though, like, you need to be able to, to identify yourself because otherwise, like, dude, we could have come forward anonymously and said that Deshaun Watson did this. Like, I'm not saying we could or would, but it's a possibility. Yeah, I feel like there's there's got to be some so these, sort of level that we don't know, though. There's got to be a level where yeah. if you're going to confirm yourself as part of this case, there probably is some sort of checkpoint that you have to reach where it's like who the like at least maybe not public information, but maybe court proceeding information. There's got to be some sort of official fucking documentation that you sign. Yeah, yeah the whole anonymity of it. You can just like as long, I think as long as like publicly remaining is Jane Doe, then that's totally acceptable. But like in like you're speaking to lawyers, if you're speaking to other individuals who are supposed to keep this information just to themselves and not obviously talk about it with anybody else. And I feel like there should be that. You should be able to comfortably uh, identify yourself in that kind of position, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, don't get me wrong. Like, I feel like you you should. But also from Deshaun's point of view, like, what if it was just, like, hypothetically, it's just a crazy person that you met. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, whatever happened, happened. Nothing was bad. It was all consensual. But nonetheless, like, you know, just, again, hypothetical. Deshaun breaks it off. Someone yeah. goes crazy. And then they come forward because they know that you have a lot of money. And, like, I'm, I'm just saying, like, this is... Ten, this is this is what tends to happen with pro athletes though like yeah. It's, yeah like it's a very like it's 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 a trend i would say like as soon as as soon as someone comes forward i would say like the first couple cases that come forward are most likely legit if mm-hmm. not like 85 to 100 percent conviction for sure yeah. but it usually ends up in like kind of like a shady kind of like payoff which i think is wrong um, yeah. which, which i don't think is right but also at the same time, I feel like there's people that just take advantage of this. I'm like, oh, I met this guy one time and like he was kind of a dick to me. And like, you know, he made like one simple <laughs> remark yeah. and, and it just kind of like snowball effects from there. So I think in that sense, like I just I guess I don't have sympathy for people that are just lying to get money. I think mm-hmm. that's that's my biggest thing. I'm not saying that they are because they could all be legit. However, that's what's that's what's fucked up in our day and age, though, is is that like, the, like I said, the pub, the court of public opinion is started the minute that the case is announced. And yeah. then all of a sudden you've got you've got tens of millions of different verdicts already being given out among amongst everybody. But honestly, when it comes, it, it honestly comes down to no one really cares about the final result most of the time. Like yeah. everyone's kind of made up there. That's what's kind of fucked up about our society nowadays. I wouldn't say it's it's not it's not uh, individual to this case because it happens almost every case of any kind. It's not just men versus like this, this kind of attack or this kind of allegations. It's anything, dude. It's a fucking car robbery. If it goes viral, like even the, um, the tiger woods thing, when, when his, when the results of his crash came out as him speeding, all of a sudden I I heard, okay, he's speeding. He's drunk. He was high. He didn't know where he was. It was all these things where it's like, dude, the guy's not on trial. Why the fuck? Like, why are yeah. we trying to like people? He, he's people got he's got broken people. fucking femurs, and we're trying to bury him in the ground right now. Like, can we can we take a seat for a second? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, like I think I think maybe more so like reading this article, the the one thing that just kind of 
makes me a little bit angrier than usual is, and this is in all things society is I feel like because as soon as someone gets like triggered by something in society, it's instantly guilty until proven innocent. That drives me crazy. Like you don't even, and, and again, like there's obviously certain people where you're like, okay, like, dude, we know you did it. Like, we don't need to, we don't need to hear your side of the story. Like it's pretty, <laughs> like we have evidence to bury you. But I think when there's obviously certain cases where it's like coin or not coin flips, but like it, it c- could honestly go either way. Like someone's lying and you know what? Like sometimes the justice system work fails. And I think like, obviously certain people get off when they, when they shouldn't. Um, but also at the same time, like I feel like, until like the initial or until like the final call has been made, like, dude, legally that person is innocent. So like, just fucking calm down. You know, yeah. like, I think, I think that's my biggest frustration. With yeah. That. I see it, man. You know, because it, it, if, it's you know, a tough one. Yeah. Because like, if he's guilty, he's guilty. And he's a piece of shit. Sure. Like I'll, yeah. I'll say that hundred percent, but also at the same time, it's just like, dude, like none of the shit. <laughs> it's basically like, what, what other side is guilty is a piece of shit. That's, that's what it comes yeah. down to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So anyway, as with most cases, but anyways, um, sick internet story. I didn't even know what the title of that one was. That was usually like a fucking title of the story. Raph, you're up. Uh, mine's much more lighthearted than Josh's. And I think it's kind of funny. Um, so we've all like, as kids growing up, we've all obviously flipped through the Guinness book of world records, right? Oh God. 100%. Well, have you guys well, seen, broken. have you guys seen, it's technically it hasn't been broken, but have you guys seen the photos of the lady with like the super long fucking nails? Oh yeah, I remember seeing dis- that. That was scarring. Yes, the disgustingly long nails. Her name is Ayana Williams, and she has officially cut her nails after thirty years. No. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about this one. Was, was I? I don't know. I guess she just like she's like fucking uh, done, dude. I'm over it. I I couldn't find anything as to why she did it, but like. It, do you feel like that's like almost losing like a part of your identity at that point? Dude, I'm sorry, but if all you have to live for is long nails and that's like, that's kind of sad. <laughs> but what if that's like, what like, what if like, that's the, re- like, that's the way that you've made like a living, you know what I mean? Off just having like long, cause like, there's no way you can like functionally operate with nails that long. My question is, is like, how do you like wipe your ass? Like, how's that happen? Without break, how, do, how have you gone 30 years without breaking a nail? Yeah, that's wild. Too. Like, what do you yeah. do? For a you just like, sit it's like, like, how do you answer the phone? Like, dude, it's like fucking know. hand model. It's like hand models that like safeguard their hands, dude. I think she safeguards her fingernails. With she's what? got so, fucking. Like, I have no idea. Did she bubble wraps it? Something. Do you think? Do you think she must have like, like a housekeeper that just like follows around everywhere, like Jeeves, and just fucking <laughs> <laughs> and just helps her with everything? Fuck, maybe I don't know. I I think that's. That's that's like a professional athlete retiring. Like when she does that, yeah. it's it's signifying to everyone like I'm done. I can't do it anymore. Yeah, you know? that's Dude, like I, like if Michael Phelps just forgot how to swim one day, or just like decided to never swim again one day. You know what I mean? Dude, yeah. my like, you don't. Like, what happened to the nails? Like, did they put them in like the Guinness World yeah. Record Hall of Fame? Dude, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or did they just like go in the garbage? They just like hey. suspend them in like amber or something like that, and then put them up in a museum. That's gross. Hey, right, That'd be right up there sick. with the. Right up there with the testicle stories, dude. The fingernail stories. Whenever I cut mine off, sometimes I like use it to like scratch my arm a little bit. Is that what weird? Because like if it if it's like a toenail, let's say it's a toenail, and it's like it's thick and it's sharp at the ends. Sometimes I use it to like you know like scratch a mosquito bite or something like that. Is that what weird? What the fuck? Yeah. Okay, dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm uncomfortable. Like, 
I'm very it's, uncomfortable. It's, it's I'll, maybe I'll, I'll like uh, I'll Snapchat it one day. I'll Snapchat video it. I'd yeah, cool. sick. for the love of God, now. don't. That's like um oh shit. What was that TV show where people always had like very strange, like really really weird things about them, and then they like it was like a, it was like around like in the mid two thousands, I want to say, or something like that. The where Bachelor. people are my my strange addiction, I think, is what it was. Oh, I get yeah. The show was probably on TLC. Something like that. Yeah, there was one lady who there was uh, I think there was a lady who ate she would eat her scabs as well as her toenails and like her nail <laughs> nail trimmings and everything like that to reserve or to preserve the nutrients from her body. Dude, I'm gonna puke if you say that. That's next level. Dude, the piss fucking, lady. Dude, What's fucking Bria in the chat saying the piss lady. I don't know about that. That sounds if I what happens if I Google the piss lady? I don't Google find it. out what she means. She drinks her own that? pee. I'm and would bathe in it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, wait. <laughs> I'm gonna yam all over my own desk, wait, dude. But like, how, how does that work though? Like, you drink your own pee, but then do you pee it back out and drink it again? Like, it's no, it's it's really not. It's really not good for you. No, I, I understand that, but I mean, like, you're still peeing. Like, you're. It's almost like drinking backwash that comes from your urethra. Yeah, yeah, that shit's wild. Dude. It's like, oh, I believe it's like a last ditch effort of like hydration like if you're about to die you can get away with doing it but it's really really bad for your body for like probably a couple hours <laughs> yeah yeah i was like oh water it's like nope i just fucking rejected this shit yeah bear girls did it that one time right oh did he Drank bear, pee, yeah that's tough bear that's a bad look manimal i had to say bad look i'm surprised <laughs> that no one else does the finger thing or the the fingernail or toenail thing that's I'm right out there with that. Yeah, do yeah. uh, do you guys do you guys bite your fingernails? No. Fuck, it's just me. Damn I've gone into I've gone into a really good habit. You guys might make fun of me for this, but after I clip my fingernails, I also file them. Fucking loser! I've become ambidextrous with a nail file in like the past year. <laughs> That's so sick. Weird talents I've developed. All right, well, okay. Uh My internet story is oh. What? Good what? God! What? There's a fucking no, dude. I went to the page that had my internet story, and it's got a video on it, and it just automatically played and destroyed my eardrums. Nice. That's some bullshit. Okay, so my internet story is the University of Kentucky mistakenly sent out five hundred thousand acceptance letters for one program. Fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs> so this. How many fucking, were they supposed to send out? This. Let me see. Probably I like had the 5, fucking 000. number down. 500. Yeah. This this program, this program at the University of Kentucky normally only accepts about 36 students, a few dozen. They sent out <laughs> 500,000 acceptance letters, dude. What the fuck? <laughs> they just dis- they disappointed. <laughs> what's the what's the percentage on that? It's got to be like 99.9 almost, right? Like you sent out much higher that much more fucking deny fake acceptance letters that's insane dude how do you also like double back on that be like yeah we fucked up well it says like this i i I it sounds like they sent it via email like that's how they sent their acceptance letters which is kind of weird i've always i always thought it was in the mail um and then says they sent it an email less than 24 hours later saying there was a technical difficulty and we apologize for the like that's got to be right up there with the kick that's a kick in the dick, dude. That's yeah. a kick right in the groin for well, any gender. Okay, that here, sucks. Here's, here's my thing. 
and this is where I don't think it's necessarily like, like, I feel like not these half a million kids wouldn't be disappointed. I feel like, like, think of, think of the program, the specific program. You think half a million kids apply to the specific program at the University of Kentucky? No chance. I think they probably emailed like everyone on their email list by accident. This yeah. Letter. Like, I feel like they probably mailed it to students that were all like, it's impossible. Like, how, how do you have, wait, half, hold on. How do you make the mistake of having half a million people on the email chain? Like, seriously, like, how do you make that mistake? Like, what do you fucking mean? Like, what, what do you I get, mean? Like, into everyone? And you just hit yeah. send and say, <laughs> Josh, how many, how many people do you think uh, live in the United States? Uh, I know the answer. Upwards of like, 250 million right 330 million yeah 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 so it's like but you think half a million kids specifically at the university of kentucky specifically i mean it is it is a large it is a large number but it very well could be possible in some sort of way because remember like these kids aren't within a specific age like like a one-year age group like they stem on like people are applying for like say between like the age of what is it 18 or 19 to like upwards like maybe 30 for this program i guess but like i originally oh, sided oh. with raffle i thought to myself like it's totally possible why not it makes no sense why not they have some yeah. people there but i looked it up and apparently a lot like a lar- a vast majority of them were people that weren't even accepted into the college and then or the university and then also people that didn't even apply to the program but imagine Oh, yeah. that's almost even more of a kick in the dick, though, when you don't get accepted into the school, and then like yeah. a month and a half later, you're like, "You've been accepting this program." They're like, "Oh fuck, I made it." I wonder, yeah. I wonder what program it was. Like, I wonder if it was just something really specific. You know, like a fucking like, say. like macro technology fucking major. It's <laughs> like fucking dumb. At the Maybe. University of Kentucky in Louisville. Yeah. Fucking nuts, dude. <laughs> okay. Well, that, that's uh, my internet story. I got I got one more internet story if you guys want to touch on it quickly. Yeah, let's hear it. Right. Egypt held a giant parade to transport twenty-two pharaohs, eight kings, four queens in nitrogen-filled containers to a new museum in Cairo. The reason Jesus. behind this was because they wanted the mummies to be displayed in a civilized slash educational manner and not for people's amusement. But could you imagine having a parade for pharaohs that have just been mummified for that fucking long? Dude, that's a world disaster waiting to happen. Like, dude, you're still like praising the ground that these people walk on, and they've been dead for hundreds of years. That, thousands, thousands, like, thousands? Am I thousands, right? thousands, thousands. The like article that I was reading. Hold on, let me go back. I think that could have sworn the article that I was reading said like the motherfucker. 13th, when's the thirteenth ki- century? When is the kingdom of Egypt? When does that shit happen? Dude, I don't know. Blows my mind. I have no idea. Hey, you also said twenty-two people pharaohs but you said king you said like eight and four is it what are the actual num- 18 gotcha 18 and four yeah and it was pharaoh what is it kings and queens or whatever kings and queens 18 kings four queens Jeez, like, that's dude. fucking nuts and like the the images that they showed of the parade like they were like like they were like fl- it was like flashy it was like walking down some sort of like not like a red carpet it was kind of like a black carpet with like lights and everything everywhere it's like they definitely put a lot of money into this in preparation for it you know you know how like some youtubers and content creators get famous off of doing like dumb shit like when uh yeah what's his face the fucking blonde dude on the Logan brother Paul. of the boxer yeah when he went into like suicide forest or something like that like uh, what Aaron if we Paul? uh no logan it was 
Logan and Jake. Those are the two. Jake but Paul's Logan's the one that went in there. Um, what, if we, the what, if, what if what if Stick and Rink just straight up like five finger discount one of these pharaohs? No you just get one. You think it's, you think it's that it's that that's doable? What do, what do you like if, it, once if like you hear the streamyard come in and then it's like its own screen? It's like Pharaoh Sir, Stick and Rink. That'd be sick. No. I also, Josh, I thought about this when I was watching golf. How hard do you think it is to break into Augusta just on the grounds anywhere? Probably not that hard. Like, yeah, right. It's a huge place. You probably get in there somehow. Like, what do you like? Why not? I mean, like, just get on the course. Oh, dude, I don't know, man. I hop a fence. Streak it. I think it's got to be a fence, dude. Like, how hard can it be? It's a fucking golf course. Exactly. (laughs) And you don't think they'll have security? Sorry? I don't know. You don't think they'll have security? Okay, well, here's my thing, then. Because I know we have to wrap up here, so I'll make this quick. St. Andrews, the old course. Dude, people, like... uh, Like, I know a couple guys that have actually played it. Like, old guys that I've talked to. Mm -hmm. And people, like... It's actually open to the public. And, like, you can just walk on the course. Like, it's actually, like, people walk their dogs on the course. Yeah, I know. Now, again, like, I'm not saying... Like, Augusta is obviously a prestigious golf course. Like, it's literally, like it's invitation only you can't just buy yourself in um yeah you know like to put it into perspective like alumni that are like members there it's like bill gates roger goodell like it's like the it's the one percenters pretty much um but like do i think that they have like infrared cameras and shit no chance like there's no chance that they have electric fence dude you never think that you never know you never know Seriously, it's all dude. just like laser detected. Like they just like detect like a body go past like a certain tree, like the Hunger Games and shit. And then they're like, oh, we got we got a streaker on twelve. Like let's yeah, go get send them, dude. What if they just use like drones? Yeah, very and they just like fly in and just lay you out if you tried streaking the course. Yeah, immediately, like, just, a, just like a fucking AC one thirty looking over Augusta. It's like yeah, we got yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A drone Anyways, like flies out of like a hole on like a random <laughs> on like a random green and just like flies right at you. It just shoots you with like a pin in the neck that puts you to sleep. Just drop tranquilizer, yeah. And you just wake up at your house like nothing happened. And then like <laughs> it's all a blur. You don't know if it actually happened or not. And it's like a cute little master's note that says, Don't try that again. Yeah, 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 yeah. From Fred Ridley, the chairman of Augusta. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say also signed by Hideki. Yeah. <laughs> uh, boys two notes before we wrap up here so we're wrapping up episode 36 uh thank you to foggles and warlock good old growler action there uh raf i rock the destiny ipa i know that's your ish right there josh get off the nudes and the fucking white claws you pussy get some real man's drink right there Sexy boy josh yeah uh, no great okay. great growler definitely check that one out it's good um, also, some news: Taylor Hall traded to Boston. Why? Wow. Oh. Taylor Hall and Curtis Lazar to Boston for Anders Bjork and a second-round pick. It looks like, dude, how I so wrong? Not much happened. at all. Fucking yeah. Taylor Hall got passed up by Boston for Tyler Sagan. And yeah. Ended up there anyway. We've come yeah. full circle. No shit, hey. Next thing. Well, here we are, boys. Maybe signs with Dallas. And there you go. There's a tip. There you go. Fuck, hey. Okay, boys, that's episode 36. Remember, DraftKings promo code THPN at sign up. If you have not already done this and you're listening to us, please, man, we ask for your help. That's all. And uh, we also wanted to, Ralph, we wanted to plug the email. We didn't really do it throughout the episode. That was a big mistake by us. Um, fuck. Let's do it next time. We really, we really, 
Yeah, we fumble fucked it this time. What do you mean? We can plug the email. Well, you can plug. Okay, so on Sunday, we don't know what segment we're going to do. We might do a mailbag. We might do an Ask Me Anything. And we want your guys' responses. Yes, in the Twitter, in the Twitch chat, in the in the DMs, up in our sexy DMs. But we also want it in the email if you have it five days before. So you can find us at stickandrinkpodcast at gmail.com. I believe it is, right? Yes. Yeah, stickandrinkpodcast at gmail.com. Submit any entries you have for Ask Me Anythings or mailbags. We will actually ask them or answer yeah. them. Fuck. If you, need, if you have any life stories or life events that you need any advice on that you think we'd be the suitable people to give that advice, then yeah, fucking yeah. send those our way. Especially relationship advice. Like if you're trying to figure out how to get pregnant, we can tell you. If you're trying to figure out how to ask that girl out who's best friends with the girl that likes you, we can figure that out too. Easily. <laughs> We're literally counselors out here. So it's episode 36, guys. Uh, piss girls out. Tarps off everyone next time. Let's do it, okay? Later, boys and girls. Everyone. Thanks, Tara. Oh, harder, baby. Oh, my God.